Oh shit. Here we go again. Excellent. So I can be like, got you, motherfucker! Excellent. And then you drop an endgame spoiler. And then, yeah, I'll drop an endgame spoiler. I'll you have to look them up. The, you just shouted at the mouse. Yes! <laughs> like You'll die out? knowing this as you writhe while your neck is broken, you little fuck. Oh, good. You got the, you got the violent ones. Oh, I got the real violent ones, yeah. Cool. I step on that like, motherfucker. It's Dunzo, son. <laughs> yep. We got, like... A sticky mouse traps like oh this is nice those like, can no- be even more gruesome because they'll oh, gnaw yeah. their fucking they'll gnaw their fucking paws off to get out it was oh, the worst fuck. because like those are sticky and then the- we had like a mouse that like, was pregnant and got stuck on one oh. and then they had a bunch of little mouse babies on the trap oh my, oh, my god, god. Right. Or, that's or great people <laughs> wow it's not counting like the rabbit you let rot to pieces oh. <laughs> i told that story again like a week ago at brunch. Lovely! I bet everybody was just thrilled! I'm yeah, glad we have it archived as part of the Sox cast because that, yeah. that's a moment. That is an important moment, I feel like. That's when I stopped caring. <laughs> Quite obviously. Just the sanctity of life was like, well, nope. Eh. <laughs> eh. <sighs> Good time. Yeah, we have fun. Just yeah. Just good old family socks cast fun. Yep, talking about animals in pain. <laughs> and then there was the episode where you all inadvertently turned it into Let's Kill Dogs with chocolate. Oh, no. <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with you people? What what kind of what 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 kind of following have I garnered over the years? Everyone likes animals and pets so much. I feel like there needs to be some people who will just take them down a peg. (laughs) Like Kirby. Like, everyone said, oh, dogs, that's so great. Ooh, a cat, that's so cute. Ooh, Kirby, that's so great. Someone needs to be there that's just like, meh. Someone needs to be there that needs to be the joyless, spiritless, (laughs) meh, curmudgeon. That was the context of the conversation. I was, like, putting my hand on this friend's shoulder and being like, if you want to get rid of your cats, you can. <laughs> Good lord! I imagine you having this anime twinkle in your eye as you say yep. that. Oh my god, John is the anime best friend. <laughs> is there a context there? Is that just a general trope? It's like a trope in, you know, him harem anime. Oh, gotcha. The main character always has that one best friend who, like, supports him getting these girls for some inexplicable reason. You're that guy. Yeah. You are the shit friend. their pets. <laughs> oh. This... That's good. I missed y'all. Yeah. It's been a bit. It's, it's been... been a bit because we delayed twice. It's yep. been exactly a month because yeah. we had Sayara on March 29th, I want to say. 
we knew it was going to be three weeks between episodes because John was in Mexico and then you yep. were sick last week. Yeah, and then my so neck broke last week. <laughs> I was pretty sick too, so that worked out. Okay. Yeah, it definitely worked out. Cool. Here, I'll link the chat now that we're past the the pet death section. <laughs> the 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 you know the normal. Now pet that we're death past section. our you know usual routine of pet death and euthanasia, um, you know. I didn't say you kill the cats. I'm just saying if you don't. <laughs> this show is going places tonight, isn't it? Yeah. We are... I got some good topics. We got some great topics tonight. Welcome, everybody, to SoxCast episode 93. SoxCast brought to you, as always, by Moon Pies. Moon Pies, snap into it! <laughs> Chomp. That's how it goes, isn't it? Yep. Now, I'm not sure that the actual chocolate yellow cake with marshmallow filling disc <laughs> makes a snap sound when you bite into if it. If it does, call a dentist. Yeah, you might. Yeah, that probably wasn't the moon pie that made that sound. That was probably you. God, that happened to me once, like eating applesauce. I was like, why crunch? Why, why crunch? <laughs> Yeah, that happened with me and ice cream once. Oh, no. Literally fucking ice. Well, I like I have a weird like bone thing going on with my teeth, uh-huh. and I, it's inherited from birth. Mm. So my teeth mm. are kind of brittle and sensitive. So yeah, I was eating ice cream once, and I was just like, I didn't get nuts in this. <laughs> oh, no. And like half of one of my back teeth broke off. Oh. And I'm very. I am one of those very, very, very strict about flossing, brushing every day, mm. like that three sucks. or four times. So, oh, wow. That's a lot. So that shit happens, and I'm like, wow, it makes, it really <laughs> puts all that effort. Everything. Yeah, just like all that effort you put in, fuck it. Why bother? I should just <laughs> let these things rot out, get some falsies, and just be okay. Body whore, the podcast, says yeah. Colin. <laughs> That was a good transition from pet death, I think. Yeah, that's a much yeah much uh, much much more wholesome than pet yeah. death. Speaking of more wholesome than pet death, to my immediate virtual right, keys go here and fingers go here, but smart little buddies know they don't go here. It's Rhett. Hi. How's it going? Endgame spoiler. Endgame spoiler. Endgame spoiler. Oh, Boom! gotcha. Just drops it out of fucking nowhere. Sniped the entire fucking chat right there. You never saw it coming. You never see it coming. Joker's Endgame. Wow. Wow. <laughs> never would have guessed. It's actually every Joker. Every character named Joker. Every character ever named Joker. Which DC is funny, given, given that it's a fucking Marvel movie. Yeah. <laughs> so you just got back from seeing that. Yeah. That was your I afternoon. I can't talk about that. The longest good. movie in human existence well, to hear you tell it. It's pretty fucking long, honestly. The Lord of the Rings it movies are like four it's hours. It does go by quick, though, right? It does go by quick, but by the end, I'm like, mm, I have to pee. <laughs> and I was pee I was my very careful numb. about not drinking today, and I still have to pee. Oh no, I piss in every movie. <laughs> I have to. I know, I but I knew with this one, it's like, okay, just be mindful of drinking, mm-hmm. <laughs> aka don't do it. And by the end, I'm still like, I have to piss. This is why I don't no, go to theaters. because I have to balance it. Because if I'm in a movie theater and I get thirsty, that's also torture. And then, like, 
there are times where I have to dash out of the movie theater to go like to the water fountain or something. Ugh. So I have to like drink water and then realize. So I just I just lose my. I just admit that I'm gonna go piss at some point and I just yeah. accept it. See, this is why you just do what I do. You have like a 55 plus inch TV, surround mm-hmm. sound system, really comfy living room. You know. Oh, I know. I don't. I don't really like going to the movies. Yeah, and you don't. And like, this was. I get to hang out with exception. the only people that matter when I watch movies alone. <laughs> So I don't have yeah. to deal with other people. But this was this is the fucking event movie that you have to see opening weekend, basically. It's like I have because uh, last time I didn't, and everyone just made fucking memes out of the ending four days oh, later. No, it was bad. Yeah, I know what the meme is, but I have no idea what it means at all. Please, 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 no one tell her. It's no. amazing. That don't she anybody has ever this tell long. me. I've never seen any of the Avengers movies, so. Oh my god, I... you're okay. Like, the last Marvel movie I watched was the first Captain America movie. Oh, okay. I have the... You've seen some of the cinematic universe movies. Yes, like, I have... That was, like, the third one or something. Like, I have that. I have the Thor movies. I've just never watched them. Wow. Yeah. It's just, like, one of those rainy day things will come by where I'll just be like, hey, I'll watch that. That, that oh, see, X. now it's a whole fucking saga of 22 yeah, but films. You can, you can get through the first ones and watch the first Avengers and then bow out instead of being uh, like us. I think they get better, though, is the thing. I mean, you probably disagree. Like, I thought Winter Soldier Winter Soldier was kind of where I hopped back on. I was like, okay, these are really good. Phase 3 I thought was pretty solid. Cool, that's but fair. Yeah, some of the origin stories, they do get samey. Like, when Doctor Strange is just like, hey, it's Iron Man, but with magic. Oh, good. Yep. I cannot believe I saw Captain Marvel. I just, that just happened. That's I do the... not like any of the Iron Man movies. Wow. I watched, well, I've I watched all three. Two and three anyway, so. I've watched all three, and I thought they were just like, I don't like this character at all. <laughs> Even the first one? Even the first one. I liked it. it so the, I liked it the most. Yeah, everyone's like, "What happened to two and three? But like, two no and one, three are everyone stands for one. Yeah, I, I don't like two or three at all. I can't believe that the the, the whole thing took off after Iron Man two was apparently so bad. I've never seen that one. Mm. It's just kind of like, oh, what? All right. Like, even like it's like Thor two, Avengers two, where it's just like it just leaves no trace in your brain, as opposed oh, to being God, like I, offensive. I like forgot about Avengers two. I've never seen Thor two either. They're fine. <laughs> I think no. I think Thor two is the one that's like below fine. Oof! From the way everybody jokes about it, I don't know. I mean, no. I said you're fine. To the not Thor character oh, seems oh, yeah. great. The Thor character, oh, oh, yeah. That's seems... the thing. He's gotten way better with Thor three and then the new ones. Yeah, or really. the, the Avengers new ones. I like the first Thor. I like most of those first movies. So. <laughs> oh my god! I forgot. I changed my fucking <laughs> sub sound effects. What? What just happened? What is it? <laughs> Oh no! <laughs> in the podcast now. It's a podcast now. Just a big old ripping fart. <laughs> well, you didn't have to say what it was because I knew it was going to be a fart. Oh, I did not expect that. <laughs> just right in my well, that's headphones. just saying we've been talking about Marvel movies too long. Yep. <sighs> <laughs> Thank you, Taylor. Thank you, Taylor, for the subscription. <laughs> To my immediate virtual left, he legally changed his middle name to Hyman. It's John Thayer. (laughs) What? (laughs) 
That one got me. I don't know. It's the first thing that popped in my head, John. <laughs> Hi. Man. How's it going? I'm doing well. How's that new middle name working out for you? Oh my god. Stop it. It's an honor of the games I play that make a really big fucking deal out of Hyman's, apparently. Apparently. It's a lot of those for some reason. <laughs> I forgot I did that. It happened again. You're still laughing about the fart? No, it happened again. <laughs> it's like you all don't hear it, but I do. Because <laughs> the great. alerts are on my end. <laughs> oh, <how's that? laughs> oh my god, we broke her. I really got you. I can't. If you ever wonder how funny she finds farts, <laughs> this. this is evidence. And it's very funny. <laughs> yeah, it was funny enough for me to dig out that old Sora no Woto clip that I did oh my God. back in 2010. I hate that that show was so old. What I, happened? I hate that that show is so old, and I hate that that show is so underappreciated. Yeah, but I'm like... That thing's 10 years old now, what the fuck? That show's older than 10 years old, because I think it was 2008. No, it aired in, like, January 10. You made that probably immediately. I don't think we watched that immediately. I did. I didn't. No, that was... I absolutely remember that was winter 10, and Monica was the next year in okay. 11. All right. <sighs> so is that is that just... Ba- yeah, it's 2010. I wonder if that's just barely pre... Pre-John era. Like, John, I think times. pre-John, pre-John, let's see, like, you, like, it's, it, I could just go to my, my anime list profile. We don't need to, look. We don't need to go Jeez. down that hole again. We don't want to go down that hole for, like, the yeah. third time. Like, seven. I'm pretty sure it was 2010. When oh, we you were seven? Talking, yeah, he, he was seven. I remember 2010 was when I started posting on SMPS. Yeah. What's that? As a old forum <laughs> that nobody goes to anymore because it's dead. Because it's not there anymore. <sighs> so John, I before I the uh, before the stream literally killed me, uh, uh-huh. I was asking how you were doing. I'm doing very well. You, you ready for a day. you ready for a podcast? Yeah, I walked out in the sun. <laughs> I thought about things I was going to talk about in the podcast, like I do while I'm walking by the beach. I guess that's that's a good thing to do. That's a good thing. It's to like, do. oh yes, well oh, that'll be a good point. Are you joking? I thought you were back in Winter Town. No, it's, it was sunny today. It was it was oh. snowing yesterday, but it was sunny today. Uh, yeah, okay. we, we've had the winter... shit weather all weekend, unfortunately. Aw, that was a bummer. Yeah. It was so miserable yesterday. It sucked. <laughs> it was like wet rain <laughs> and then snow, and then going back and... There it is again! Thanks for stopping. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> it's just a great fart sound to, like, wait till you hear it. <laughs> Okay, you know what you have to do? You have to go back and before posting the episode, you have to edit it back in so the MP3 version has it. Dude, it's recording straight live. It's fine. Oh, it's already in so, there. So it will be. <laughs> yeah, it so, be but, in there. But people watching live don't hear it. They hear it too. Oh, okay. Everybody, everybody, everybody hears it except you two. Okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> I think I just got the best money-making gimmick on Twitch. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, it is like a loud and wet fart. It's real good. Oh my like God. it's and it's got a nice bit of reverb to it too. <laughs> This episode's off to an amazing start. I know. <laughs> John, get us yeah? started. You were the one thinking about a podcast while walking around. Yeah. So since you bothered to do some damn prep work for this thing, why don't you show us how a podcast is supposed to be done? I played a game that I really liked. Oh, boy, I know what this is, probably. It was Ease 8, Lacrimosa of Donna. God damn, yeah. that video game's good. It's a very good video game. Fuck, it's so good. <laughs> so good, huh? God damn! It's like I'm se- I'm sending Rhett back his copy of 428 this week, and I'm just gonna include East Eight with it. I mean, I didn't want to say that you should do that, but you should do that. I'm probably gonna do that. Okay, I'm not gonna get it right to for a while because I started fine. another Falcom game. You know, yeah, that's fine. That's accept- That is the most acceptable reason to put off East Eight. Yeah, if you're gonna put off East it's Eight, really, it's really the only acceptable reason. <laughs> yeah. It's fine. So, it's fine. So easy, which I haven't played. I trust uh, you. It's it's real good. I, it's just extremely assured at being what it is and telling the story that it wants to tell, mm-hmm. and and telling a it, damn good one for an telling, East game too, because those games, <clears throat> those games aren't really long in the tooth when it comes to story. No, they are not. I the only other one I played, I played Ease one and two and Ease six, and then I jumped ahead to Ease eight, much to Rhett's chagrin. <laughs> You skipped seven. Seven's good. I know. I'm, I'm going to go back to it. No, I need, I'm not going to skip. I need to do Oath and then try Origin and do seven. It's going to be great. See, I played those two first, and then I did six, seven. And then I'm probably going to do Cell Set at eight. Mm. Cool. But maybe, but maybe if Polly sends me eight, I'll just fucking cheat and play the good one. Yeah, play the good one, because I don't think Cell Set is that good. Yeah. It's good that there's some baddies games that makes you appreciate the ones that are good. Yeah, like and 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 in the case of East Eight, we're basically talking the best on the series. I think. Yeah, yeah, I think that's fair. <laughs> um, like I was, it took me a while to get there because it has a big old map um, that you fit watch fill in slowly and a mini map and icons mm. and shit. So, so you, it's a modern video game. You feel like you're doing the checklist thing for a little bit. For a little bit at the start, I was like, okay, looks like Falcom's doing this now. And I was kind of thinking back to E6 where there's just very non-detailed map. You're just filling around, having to actually like hold the spaces in your brain. And if you open a treasure chest in E6, it's always going to have something very useful and relevant as opposed to like a crafting thing. Um so I cast, so for a little while I was like, okay, this is like a different flavor, and I can appreciate this, mm-hmm. even though even though I don't even though there's a lot about like E6's texture that I appreciate like a little more. This is doing its own thing, and I appreciate that. And then I kept playing, and then I was like, actually no, this completely kicks ass, and it's really really good. <laughs> like when did it start making that turn for you? Like about <sighs> what point was it? Because for me, like I kind of bounced off of it a bit at first. I wasn't enjoying like the tag team battle system thing, but that's just because mm-hmm. I'm a you, know, you were you were hating all video games. I was I hating recall. all video games at the time as well. So yeah. I tried to play this game at a real bad time, but mm-hmm. then it actually grabbed me. It pulled me out of that funk. So I mean, I think that that's you know the healing that's qualities something. of East Eight are very evident just by that, right? Yep. I, I heard another friend talk about the tag team system putting them off, but it really doesn't matter much because you just kind of sw- it's. Enemies will be sometimes weak against one character more than another, so you just press square and it instantly switches you to another character. Yeah. And really, it just felt like an excuse to get you to play as all the characters, which I 
appreciate because you in this game specifically you don't want to be just at all, at all all the time yeah just yeah. thematically and the thing i like everybody. about eight and 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 um Salsetta is that when you switch characters instead of just like warping you to where that character is mm-hmm. they just they just kind of warp in in the space to where the previous character was and you continue from where you left off so I think that that can be real off-putting. So like in E7 or so, like when you switch to Dogi or something, he'll be off doing other things and then you will switch to him mid-combo and then like the camera will like zoom over to him real quick. Uh, but but in E8, it's very instantaneous. Yeah, it sounds like they t- kind of... Like it's sillier to make it, to have them teleport around like that, it, but it feels but, better. And they yeah, make that like in terms of change. what it did for game feel, I think yeah. it's just amazing. Because they yeah, just start getting, it. like, full-on three-character combos by just bouncing between all three of them and using their special skills and normal combos all together. That shit feels real good! Yeah, agreed. I really liked the countering. Oh, yeah, the, the flash move. The parrying, the flash, flash guards, yeah. Yeah, those, like, and the timing's fairly generous on them, but... Uh, it's very, yeah. Yeah, like, uh, I, and, and those mechanics exist in East 7 and, and Celsetta, but... They're like very underdeveloped and just kind of mm-hmm. like, well, you can do it, and you'll probably accidentally do it a few times. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like I don't remember ever flash guarding or flash uh, moving uh, on purpose when I played E Seven. Gotcha. Yeah, and then this one, it's like on the first tutorial battle, I was I was like doing the perfect flash guards, just like I played Luca. I know how to do this. This is great. <laughs> And then you do it, and it's got like really cool effects for when it happens. Yeah, it feels like, good. Like when you like, like when you flash a move, everything slows down except you. And mm. then when you flash guard, you get uh, guaranteed critical hits, and you're faster. So cool. yeah, it's like uh, like, and you can string those together. So it's just like if an enemy is still like in its attack animation when you flash move, you can like cancel out of the move with a flash guard immediately and get both bonuses at once. Yeah, I figured that about about two thirds in. I was like, "Oh yeah, this feels real nice." And I, so I was on hard too, which helped. It made all the enemies do they do more hits, oh, they do yeah. more damage to you. So on some of the, there's a couple times where I just buckled down with the boss and I was like, "I want to beat this. This boss seems cool. I want to beat him without using any healing items." Mm-hmm. And then I would just die like three or four times, but then get really good at learning all the parry timings, and I'd just be like standing in front of that boss. Perfect timing, attack him. Perfect timing, attack him. And if they land any of those hits, it'll take off like half my health. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm just parrying it every time, and it feels great. Yeah. Hey, it's... John, have I got a game for you? <laughs> <laughs> you want a game where you get hit for over half your health between parries? <laughs> parry, system, parry system in East 8, a little more forgiving. <laughs> Probably, yeah. Yeah. This is it's so funny because I had no I I just skipped the parrying in Dark Souls like nah I'm not gonna figure this out and then and, but then I played Luca and I was like oh parrying feels real good I want to do this hmm. now and then I did it really good I just completely broke Breath of the Wild by doing that just uh, from the beginning Dustin Elysian Tale has a great like it has a great feeling parry system too but it's so cool. easy to do. Yeah, you just literally hold the button, and you can be yeah. like thirty frames off and still hit it. <laughs> oh, but man. like, but like when they clash and you hear that, it feels so good. <laughs> so I appreciate that. I like the fighting in Ease Eight a lot. 
I really connected with the story and the world a whole lot. Oh, man, um, it's real good. Oh, man. It's got a parallel story that very slowly unfolds to the main story of being stuck on an island. And the way they dole that out and develop it and have it explode on you is extremely cool and affecting. Yeah. Um, and I don't think I need to say more than that. It's yeah. very good. It's just like the character they use to kind of like to be the counterbalance to what's going on currently versus the parallel and like the way they flesh that character out as well. And so much good earned stuff in that game. Yep. And it's a modern game with a bunch of icons on the map and percentage numbers you watch go up and whatnot. I 100% of that map. I collected, I found every icon. I did, I did everything every in that quest. game. I did every quest. I completely, in the normal course of play, I, the normal pacing, I was able, I finished everything. And so it didn't feel stupid. It didn't feel like I was wanting to waste my time with the map stuff. So I feel completely satisfied with how that worked out. Because there's no busy work. It's just playing. Yeah. And it's just like, it, it, like the conceit of the deserted island and the way the quests and shit are set up. It all kind of just makes sense together. And they don't yeah. really like, like... Like the game is just good at funneling you down a path where you, it's not that hard to go out of your way to do a few of those quests. Like there, mm -mm. I never had to like, knowingly just stop for a few hours or something and go, all right, I need to go find 20 pieces of divine wood. Brett, get over here. Yep. <laughs> divine wood. I get it. I'm talking, ah! about, I'm talking about his painter! Ah. See, that's good. That's the thing we decided would help make our audience metrics go up, is if we talk more about Red Stick. Yeah, yeah. Oh, boy, yeah. That's actually back the to old, the classics. That's actually the only thing we've been upping between episodes, is just, like, <laughs> try to see if this... All right, we'll up it a little more. Did this work? All right, we'll up it a little more. <laughs> try a little more. It didn't work? Let's just up it a little more anyway. Maybe we didn't... Yeah, maybe it was just an off day. <laughs> yeah. So. <laughs> so, yeah. I think Ease 8's real great. I don't want to... I want to build too many more preconceptions for Red. I think he's going to have a very yeah. good time with it. He, I, I, yeah, like, he's going to enjoy this game. And um, I, I don't want to, like, overhype it. Or it's like, the greatest yeah. thing ever! But I'm super hyped for East 9! Oh, boy, I am. I, yeah, I finished it. Like, the greatest compliment I think I gave it was, like, I think this is as good at being what it is as Trails and Trails SC are as good at that being what That kills me. That yeah. killed me because you were like... It's like as good as those, but without the massive time investment. And here I am, <laughs> <laughs> and here I am in the middle of them, being like, "Oh." <laughs> <laughs> but, but then I started SC, and everything was fine again. Yeah. Yep. Well, so what I was I, like, I, "Oh, this is worth it." What I meant was, is that Trails is better, but it's better because it has like a hundred hours to tell its story. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like right. East Eight is it, doing what it does. It's doing it at the same proficiency. That trails does, but mm -hmm. about but being more action and yeah. less and shorter and less story, so it's just as good. Shorter. It's just it's but uh, yeah. But, uh, the story in those games before eight sound is was kind of nothing. Yeah. So the fact that this one has a good story sounds really nice. Yeah. There, I mean, it's nothing, but it's nothing in a way that was like really nice to me. Kind of like well, like for when you. I played, like E six, I was like, "Oh, this is I like this a lot. This is I like the little characters and they come together in a nice way and it's a nice climax." Yeah. So, I'm I'm very at peace with how those early E's games were doing their stories. 
But yeah, that's my East. That's my East arc. I can do one more quick one. Go for it. <laughs> Your arc of Napishtim. <clears throat> yep, my arc of Napishtim. Um, I played Wander Song. Man, that's another oh! good video game. It's a what real do you mean this, this is a short one? John Thayer, are you sick? about it last episode. Are you sick, John Thayer? Because so far you're bringing nothing but bangers to the party. I know. I'm gonna keep doing that. Don't worry. Whoa. Don't worry. I like uh, this new. I like this new John Thayer. Mm-hmm. I just like I play I like playing good games. That's all I do here. Weird. <laughs> good games, good books, good stories. That's John all the way down. Yeah. Um. So this game's real nice. It's real nice. It's I real. Think nice. I talked about it last time. It's real nice. It's literally yeah, the John Fire video game. Yep. Oh boy, I felt <laughs> I connected a lot to Bard. He's so oh, good. Boy. Oh my god. He's such a good character. It's just like it's a lot. Oh. Oh man. And and Miriam. Miriam is like it, completely precious. Yep. Oh god. Characters. <laughs> character of the year. God yep. damn. Oh, she's so good. Got that dance convo. Yes. Yes. So I was so terrified com- thinking you missed that. I'm like, nah, they, wouldn't, they nah, wouldn't let you miss it, right? Ah, no, 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 no. I was seeing, I was going around and getting every scrap yeah. of dialogue I could. And you, you had this game accompanying you on a, a on a trip, so like yeah. I, had to, I have to think that that like, kind of like well, made this- things better if it like when and if there was downtime. Yeah, I think there was. I uh, it was like a couple times where I was like, "All right, I've been in the sun for six hours. Let's go back to the hotel room and play some Wonder Song." And it was nice. So I was thinking, like, you pl- it sounded like you played the first three chapters or so on the plane, on the plane trip there, and I was like, "That's a good amount because after that, this game start might start making you cry." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I play. I just ducked. I just dabbled in it a little bit during the trip, and then played it nonstop on the plane ride there and back, and then finished it. Uh huh. Yeah. Like a couple nights later, and boy, do it, boy, I, ugly boy, at the end, huh? Yeah. Um, just so y'all know, this is a adventure game where you walk around and you're only you're a bard trying to save the world, and your only method of interacting with the world is talking to people and singing. Yeah, you have a sing button, you have a sing stick, and you have a dance <laughs> button, and you can dance anytime you want. Dances never do anything gameplay wise. Dances don't do a damn thing gameplay wise, but you can dance your little heart out. And it's you can so find. Perfect. I think in chapter five, like the hidden one, the hidden dance is like Carmel dancing from old Toho videos or something. <laughs> the dances are real good. Yep, I missed the last one, but I looked them up. The last two, but I looked them up online uh, later. Yeah, yeah, they were very good. I missed a couple of them too. Like, and you got to kind of dig around for them. You got to find mm-hmm. the dance. I'm proud of myself finding the pirate one. That one's good. That one's tricky, and that's a good dance. <laughs> Dabbing makes you move six point nine percent faster. True. True. Not wrong. I found that out on their Twitter later. <laughs> I mentioned it. I mentioned before that like the the main lead on this game, and I, I found the developer chapter and it was very sweet. Um, the main guy that worked on this, Bainoff, the Bainoff, he, he made a game like 10 years ago that I played and then like made a big show on forums or whatnot about hating a lot. <laughs> so then I, <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> and I came and come and play this one and it's like, well, you, you won me over <laughs> like eight years later. Good job, dude. Just took a little bit. That's all. Yeah. So that's like, a, that's like a couple times now where some of my new favorite games are by folks that make games I hated back in the day. Just the the RFL dude's waiting on his turn. There, oh so, yeah, the next one, the Axis, the 
World War II allegory game. I'm sure he can handle that very well. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's going nice. to go swimmingly, I'm sure. Yeah. I had that game on the brain. Of course, I, I always have Arabelle on the brain. That <laughs> <laughs> fucking game. Got to memorize how to beat those bosses. Hey, Lord Nash, you know, people are going to need to know how to beat him. And if That's they need true. it, John Thayer's got the hookup. I guess yep. you don't need to memorize because the game just tells you. Yeah, it's a good point. <laughs> But, but, but John's got their back. John's oh, got their shit. back. What is it? He's weak Lord to Nash, Earth fire. Earth. <laughs> oh, I can't. I can't quite just rattle it but off. He is. I, I could have probably. Like, yeah, I feel like that's something. Shock and burn. I feel yes. like. Yeah, I feel like that's something you need to be able to rattle off at any point. <laughs> just completely like on the spot, you should be if able. You're to You're on a back. date and you don't know what to say. Just Boom! tell him Lord Nash is weak too. <laughs> Earth and air magic, but immune to the status effect stone and shocked. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> I knew shock was in magic. there. He has access to vampire bite and blizzard. Man, and oh, I can, like, as you're reading this, I can see the colored text for each proper <laughs> noun coming up. I also found the um, my screenshot from the walkthrough on Steam. Um, if you aren't using story mode, know that he's weak against air and earth magic, but immune to the status effects. He's what? also weak against holy magic. He can use vampire bite and blizzard. <laughs> Thanks, walkthrough. Oh my god. <laughs> what are video games, man? The way he's also weak to the holy, though. He is so, also weak to the holy, so man. The game doesn't actually tell you all the weaknesses. Yeah. But but he's maybe he's not. A, he's well, you got to put a little bit of the effort on the player's part, Rhett. God. No, 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 Rhett, that was in the... This is the original text. Lord Matt Nash's weakest... Oh my God, what are we doing? But immune to their status effects, stone and shock. He is also weak against Lita's holy magic. That is a text in the game. Okay. Oh, well. Is. Shit. <laughs> Wandersong. Alright, can I get personal? Get, get personal. Yes, Let's do it. Get a little, can we get, like... Extremely Are we turning real. the lights? Do I need to like turn, turn my chair around and sit Can on it backwards? And... Extremely real for a second. And get extremely oh. real and have that moment. Let's go. Okay. <laughs> this is so stupid. I finished Wander Song. I chatted with y'all for a bit. Uh-huh. And I took a hot bath. And then I was like, I think I'm ready to stop hating Anna. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Wander Song <laughs> is the cure for the common cunt. <laughs> You are got, welcome, ladies and gentlemen. That's very good. So I think that was I think that was more probably the the weekly therapy for six months, but <laughs> the most like therapeutic. It's like two weeks later, and that stuck. So that's the most therapeutic like breakthrough game of 2019. Wow. I think. I mean, I guess that it makes sense though. It's healthy to just let go of that hate. Yeah, yep. like. It, and it, just move- Move the fuck on. And it definitely feels like the game had a, a a hand in that because, I mean, that game's full of a lot of really good vibes while also tackling a lot of, you know, some pretty dark shit. But it's about coming out the other side of that dark shit in a much better place, but still having, you know, the, the, the knowledge and the things that made you stronger from having gone through those things. Yeah, and, and just the very nice hippy-dippy, <laughs> we're all just a part of this world, man. Yeah. And that's sweet. Um, so I remember when you brought up this game and you're like, oh, this game's just like John Fire. <laughs> and then I was like, I think I was like in a particularly dour mood or something. Uh, like that yeah. day, and I was just like, that's the old John. The old John is dead. The old John is dead. <laughs> He's writing new Nine Inch Nails songs. No, that's Taylor Swift. 
God. <laughs> that song sucks. I hate Taylor Swift. <laughs> what? No, I don't. I don't hate it. I don't hate Taylor Swift. It's all fine. <laughs> Are we just flying off the rails now? No, wait. New, new therapeutic bank. I forgive Taylor Swift. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Wandersong. No, I'm so, sure that she will be happy to know that. Yep. Everything's fine. It's all fine. I just won't listen to the music because it's very bad. <laughs> uh, I like that. Have we reached soundtrack Trent Reznor with Atticate Ross and with the. Yeah, have we reached soundtrack Trent Reznor with Atticate Ross, period, with John Fire yet? I don't get it. <laughs> because that's all Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross do is movie soundtracks. Yeah. Okay. I don't. I just don't get the joke. But that's are okay. we past the fragile and with teeth yet? Past the fragile. Still don't get it. <laughs> Sorry. Phases of John. I think. Oh Phases my god! Of... I am directly comparing the trajectory of your emotional constitution to that <laughs> of Trent Reznor and his various periods of time. Oh, so now I'm in, now I'm kind of the healthy, stable place, as opposed to being in like the downward spiral place. There you go. Just say you're a bad witch. There you go. That's me. You. Okay, well that makes sense. I don't like Johns, and I don't like bad <laughs> witch. So. I was listening to all my Nine Inch Nails albums alphabetically, and it skipped over Bad Witch, and I was like, yeah, because it's not on my MP3 player. <laughs> It just went right to broken. <laughs> nice. That's nice. <laughs> so that's my that's my water song life journey, I guess. <laughs> Stupid. Can I say one extra thing about that game oh. that I'm not I don't think I mentioned it last time? Sure. That game feels like it embodies the anxiety of millennials. Yeah. Where and I feel like another game I played earlier this year, uh Oh shit! Now the name is blinking on me. The guy not... who did Noidu Love. Oh, I was iconoclasts. Just... Uh, yeah, yeah. Because both of those games are about like, hey, the world's ending. Okay, cool. And then the end of the world arrives, and it's like, oh, this was a lot closer than we realized, huh? Oh, <laughs> I thought when you said the world was ending, it would be like ten years after I'm dead. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I feel like these games channel a lot of that. Oh no, it's like here by chapter four, dog. <laughs> Yeah, well, mm, given that these games are made by people work. in that age range, yeah. like it's not surprising. Mm-hmm. No, it's the boomers will be dead for ten years mm-hmm. when that happens. Yeah, and, and nobody will yeah. care that they're dead. I know. I just, that's true. <laughs> yeah, for real. <laughs> I just, I just feel like there's a vibe in the, both those games where it's like end of the world stories are going to get maybe more intimate coming up yeah i I mean i I think that you're already seeing that i mean there were a couple of uh games that were mentioned on uh giant bombs game of the year thing last year that i know kind of hit that same kind of thing so Mm -hmm. yeah i think that that's definitely like cool it's a a very real it's just a very real thing okay and and, and it's understandable why this generation is rightfully anxious about Oh, y'all fucked up the world and then gave it to us. Thanks. Thanks. <laughs> Man, but, when, well, when did this, when did this fucking okay. podcast go all socio-political? <laughs> I was catching up on the chat for a second. I didn't realize it was... She, I didn't realize it was Eleanor with the 
joke that I didn't get. Sorry, Eleanor. <laughs> it's okay. It's great. Like, we live for those kind of derailments here in Soxcast land. Yeah, yep. for real. There we go. Okay, hopefully my connection was bouncing for a bit there. Hopefully it's good You're good now. now. You're good yeah. now. You were robot After five that covered S. for you. After 5S, if Wandersong would cure his hatred of Sword Art Online, it didn't cure mine. Yeah, John still so, hates it. So yeah. Still hates Sword Art Online. That's unforgivable, obviously. Yeah, like that is the unforgivable sin. It's, imagine you, you, yeah, man. Wow. Imagine being able to let go of your hatred of a cunt, and you can't let go of the hatred of Sao. I think that says a lot about Sao. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty bad. It's very bad. It's a much more recent wound. Maybe in That's time. True. That Maybe too. in time. That too. Maybe, and then I'll watch season two. Oh god. No. Don't oh, do that, John. Don't. You, don't. You can move on, but you. you... I will come to your house and beat you about the face with a tactical flashlight. I have one. See? And that's why she's a 10 in intimidation. Those things are... <laughs> I said I sent that as like, oh, I think an 8. And I started, and I saw everyone else being like, oh, no, you don't intimidate me at all. And I was just like, "Did I? am I going to make someone feel bad saying that? I hope I didn't make anyone feel bad. <laughs> Up there. <laughs> <sighs> you, didn't, you didn't hear that and then we're just like oh John hates me <laughs> mm. yeah, like that wander song might cure your hatred of SAO but your hatred might just live anyways just to prove how badass it is uh, <laughs> god that show sucks rat <laughs> what have you been up to oh boy I've been up to a fucking lot of little things okay. all over the place well, let's go so it's funny. So last week I brought in four games, and they're all going to be talked about again on this week's <laughs> nice. episode. So one of them was Wander Song, which we just did. Uh, I just have a big old list here. I'm just kind of fucking rapid fire this episode. I don't know what else to do. Okay, okay. I I finished Baba Is You mm-hmm. after that game being insanely long. I thought that game was at most twenty hours. I have 60 hours on Steam, and I've still not beat every level, but I've gotten to the ending. See, that's what I was was going to do. I was going to play it to the ending, but then it's like, oh, it's like a fucking 60-hour investment. Oh, no. I have RPGs I could play. There's there's an early ending that you can get super early after beating, like, three levels, (laughs) but then there's the true ending, which is just... It goes, it goes, it goes, it goes... Guilty! Yeah! It just... have a good. It, did you have it, a good time with it? Oh yeah, I love this game. It's cool. just very long. I think the difficulty kind of levels out after a point, which is good, because if it kept getting harder, I probably would have completely broken. Because mm. I, I remember looking up, having to look up solutions in, like, areas, like, 4 and 5. Mm. And then, but I, like, I never, like, immediately gave up on a level, and I good. would be like, I'm gonna stare at this one for an hour, and then eventually I'm just going to, for my own sanity, I have to look up the solution. Because mm-hmm. a lot of times you'll just, you'll get tunnel vision. Like, you'll think something has to be one way. Mm-hmm. Like, there was one level I was doing where it's like, okay, I have to put this thing here and this thing here. And one of those was just straight up wrong. Mm-hmm. So, like, I was never going to actually finish the level because I was so 100% locked into this false notion of how it had to be solved without yeah. even realizing it. So, like, I solved even, like, towards the very, very end, I solved a lot of the levels on my own. But Mm. it starts to get really weird at the end, which is exactly what I wanted. 
Well, yeah, there like are, that is the kind yeah. of game I want to go off the fucking rails by the end. Yeah. yeah. So was it was it recognizably a game by the person that made Environmental Station Alpha? No, it doesn't. Okay. It it never breaks its rules. Okay. It's a game about literally pushing rules around and making okay. things readable. You know, the, like cool. the logic it, is what gets me excited about this because it's like yeah. it's a puzzle game I look at that I still think I suck at puzzle games, but I'm pretty good with logic, so I could probably yeah. make this work. It's still a lot of block pushing. And like sometimes the air, like sometimes the block pushing just straight up gets in the way where it's like yeah. See, like that's my problem with block puzzles is like I know yeah. what I need to do with a block puzzle. It's often the space and the amount of yeah. space you're granted to do it are the problem. Like in this, sometimes you have room oh. to push around the blocks and you'd be fine. Exactly, that would make things totally solvable for me. Yeah, there's a lot of areas where it's just this is just a little bit smaller than it needs to be for no real reason. Like just because they want a tight play space. What's really like this is a minor issue, really, but it is annoying when like you're you know the solution and you're just pushing stuff around, and then you get to the end and you're like. Ah, oh, fuck, I pushed that one against the wall. Now I can't pull it out. I have to rewind, 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 rewind. Like, it's just stupid shit like that, where it's just like, listen, that's, like, some stuff will be wedged into the corner on purpose at the start of a level, so you can't get it out. Mm-hmm. But when it's like a move, a block you have access to and you accidentally push into a corner and then can't get it back out, it's like, uh, well, well, fuck, that's, that's just stupid. That always feels bad. Yeah. And the game is very good about, you know, rewinding, like, you can undo in every turn. And then... At, the more you rewind, the faster it goes. Mm-hmm, so you cool. can just... It's kind of like almost like Braid, basically, where you can just rewind back to the any point in the level you were at. Yeah, like that, that kind of game needs that kind of functionality. Oh, yeah, definitely. But the thing about the end game, and I'm going to speak very carefully to avoid spoiling it, is that how you solve a level starts to affect the outcome... And that's the stuff where it was like, I need a fucking guide for this, because holy shit. Right. Because it's like, oh, okay, you okay in this world, level 7, you solved this way, which got you access to levels 8, but if you want to go to 9, you have to go back to 7 and solve it this way. And I'm just like, fucking what? <laughs> like, it gets <laughs> weird. It loops into itself, <laughs> basically. Uh, this is so funny. This is so funny, because yeah. I played the pro- the 12-level prototype and was like, y'all need to play this, it's so wild! And now the new one is just massive. I imagine that you probably said that, probably even at a point on a podcast when you were just like, yeah, I'm sorry. Oh, I want... Yeah, I wonder when that came out. Yeah. I I just imagine John mentioning that at a podcast at some point and me and Rhett just kind of like, yeah, okay, we'll totally play that, John. Sure. I thought, I, thought like you're, I, I thought you were referring to me, like, every time Rat brings up Baba as you mentioned playing the prototype. No, 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 oh. no, 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 no. Oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah, yes, I, might, I really... might have mentioned that, like, in 2017. Right. That game's really good, but eventually I was like, okay, like, there's just so many... There's only so many ways they can build a level, and they do, like, literally every single permutation probably possible, because there's over 200 levels. Mm. Where it's just like, okay, a level where... There's something that kills you in the way. How do you get around it? You know? Right. They, And then when you start having to solve mul- levels in multiple different ways in order to access certain things, it becomes a lot. Mm-hmm. God, yeah. this has this has 1,200 reviews. It Steam. became super popular on Steam. It was like this flash-in-a-pan thing. Yeah, yeah. then like Wandersong really cool. just barely broke 50 in four oh, months. Oh, no. Ugh. 
Wondersong must have more than 50. I think if you scroll down to like all reviews, because sometimes that thing on Steam only shows like within two weeks, I think. It's something weird. Yeah, it might. I just know that I just, I just remember that big hoopla with like Luca oh, and, yeah, that... and, and, and Wandersong being the yeah. weird outliers that were on a bunch of game of the year lists, but Steam's like, that's not really a video game. I yeah. know. And I then mean, they I... fixed it for Wandersong, and then they didn't fix it for and Luca. And didn't fix for it for Luca, so yeah. <laughs> Oof. It's got 300 now. I mean, yeah, what becomes popular on Steam feels kind of random. Yeah. But this is really nice when, good. It's nice when good things get successful. Yeah. Yeah. And this is a good thing. Uh, I played a little bit more of Seikiro. Seikiro? Se- that Seikiro. That Seikiro. Seikiro. It's just... You are I, so Southern. I don't know. What? <laughs> Seikiro. I played Seikiro. Christ. He's near Boston. Sekiro. Sekiro. Whatever. God. I, just, I don't know I'm how I I'm being that person that on game. purpose, okay? <laughs> I just... That game drives me nuts. Because the combat against regular enemies feels so fucking good. But you don't really have to engage with it because you can literally backstab everything. Yeah. And then... Like, you should not ever die to regular enemies in this game, because if you get seen, you can just run away, and they have leashing like yeah, the Dark Souls. Yeah, they leash and just forget about you. So that you just run away for 30 seconds, and they forget about you, and then you just walk up back up and one-shot them. It's so, like, regular enemies shouldn't ever actually kill you. Do they, like, like when they go back to the route, do they turn their back, or do they do, do that walk backwards kind of thing? Some of them will totally turn their back to you as well when walking back. Uh, yeah. Like, it's kind of random, which they'll do. Some some of them will walk backwards. Yeah. Like, I know you're out there, and I, so I'm not putting my back. And you're literally just... in my line of sight, and I can see yeah. you, but the game logic says I can't move beyond this circle. Yeah, there's some weird stuff like that where it's like, this boss very clearly won't go past this line in the sand so like I, I saw someone being like okay leash him to over here then get behind him and keep, and start attacking to push him over this invisible line and once he's over it he just won't he won't do anything and then you can just stand there and attack and win oh jeez so that that's a pretty bad one but that's uh, that's the one mini boss i haven't killed yet so i might try it later <laughs> but basically so Mini bosses are are infuriating because they're really hard. Regular enemies shouldn't ever kill you, and then the main bosses I fucking hate to death, basically. Mm. So I'm just all over this game. I think a lot of it comes down to what I realized. I forgot how I felt about at the end of Dark Souls three, which was basically I'm just so fucking done with these bosses. Yeah, because Dark Souls three was a game that I really liked slowly exploring the areas, killing the regular enemies, and then every time I got to a really hard boss, I was just like, man, fuck this. I fucking don't like... I just don't care anymore. I like, like that yeah. and the boss design in Dark Souls 3 just kind of seems... Is it very a lot of big tailored, swords? Very tailored around that whole I'm doing things to purposefully fuck with the player so that they will die and then my video game is hard. Ah, like, the way it's... that... The way, the way that you... Like, I've watched enemy attack mm-hmm. patterns and the way they play out and how they will sometimes like pull some attacks oh. short to throw out a different yeah. attack and shit like that like they there's a lot of bosses that do fake out shit like that or do half yeah. animations and it's just like i think you guys ran out of ideas i definitely think there is someone said i saw some someone say it's like 
eventually you just start to realize that every attack in a Souls games takes like half a second longer to come out than you think it will, so that you block early or dodge early and then it hits you anyways. Mm-hmm. Like they, it's very like calculated and it's like every boss in Dark Souls Three practically like tries to fake you out to get you to dodge and then hit you. Yeah, yeah. Like that shit just would kind of get old. Yeah. But then I also didn't really find Dark Souls 3 very hard. So it's like, when it got hard at the end, I just abandoned the shield and just started two-handing and then beat, like, everything first or second try. Like, I beat the... I know I haven't played the DLC, so if everyone's like, oh, the DLC is really hard, like, I'm sure it is. But I beat the last boss on Dark Souls 3 on my first try, which (laughs) was fucking ridiculous. Because it's not a super easy fight. It's like you've got this huge massive health bar and I whittle that down and I'm like, okay, what's more? And then there is a second form and I'm like, okay, I'm probably going to die. And then I still won and I'm like, oh, huh. Not used to that. That's a weird yeah. feeling coming from a Souls game. Yeah. Except for Dark Souls 3, which ha- or Dark Souls 2, which has... Yeah. Nashandra was a fucking joke as well. Yeah. Did not die to Nashandra at all. Yeah. So she doesn't count. No. But, uh, I feel like the Souls games in general, they... There was a very clear point where the boss design changed, which is Artorius. Yep. I think everything post-Artorius was, like, trying to capture that high again. Yeah. Of, like, fighting against a humanoid with similar powers to you. Yeah. When in Demon Souls, that was, like... Yeah. Like, pen- like nobody gives a shit about Penetrator. Demon <laughs> like, Souls has has such weird bosses. Yeah. But then it does have a few humanoids, and they're, they're the harder and better ones. But yeah, it's no. It's a, uh, Demon Souls is think... good because the bosses are so fucking weird. It's bad that they started airing towards the humanoids with swords. Yeah, but I think I mean I mean taking Demon Souls as its own thing and being yeah. the first one, those bosses weren't such a oh another humanoid with a weapon. Yeah. Whereas in Dark Souls two, when ninety percent of the bosses are a humanoid with a weapon, that's when you're like okay guys. Yeah. yeah. Like, I sure. think the only boss I can remember from Dark Souls 2 that's not a humanoid was that fucking carriage, and that boss is shitty. Oh, uh, there's also, like, the big fat worm. Oh, yeah, the big fat dumb worm. Which Isn't one? there yeah. a big rat that has, like, five other rats attacking you or something? Oh, oh my that's, god. That's, like, every boss in Dark Souls 2. Is, there are I am one ra- thing, and then there are five other of me. Mm. There's cool. actually two rat bosses in Dark Souls 2. Yeah. <laughs> There's a big rat with, like, four rats at the very start that will, like, one-shot you if they all get you good. Yep. Mm-hmm. And then there's another rat boss that is literally just, like, 30 small rats. <laughs> is it also just more bosses? Like, I don't it has, know like, I think it has four. Yeah, Dark Souls 2, I think, has the most bosses of any Souls game. Yeah, they, they jumped on that whole, like, oh, man, our video game's hard, and yeah. every boss is Artorias, guys. Come on! Uh, so, Sekiro... Yeah. Has less bosses than any of them. Seiki Row. Seiki Row. It's a good video game. I think there's 13 total and they start to repeat. <laughs> there's also less content in this oh, game than any yeah. of the others. Yeah, they repeat. Because I remember somebody telling me that like the drunk fat guy repeats. Oh, that see, that's not that's a mini boss. I'm just talking about <laughs> the main bosses. Mm. But they also start to repeat the mini bosses. The drunkard is probably the most offensive one. There's four of them. What? There's there's the one in the past, there's one in, like, Ghost Town, there's one at the end of the game, and then there's one in the past again. I'm kind of glad I'm skipping this game. It's just... <laughs> and the thing is, like, I don't... 
See, I never had trouble with the very first one in the past, mm-hmm. in the Flaming Mansion thing. Mm-hmm. So I think he got me once, and then I figured out what to do and just clear the whole area out so I could fight him one-on-one. Mm-hmm. So so he got me once, and then the other three I all got on my first try. And I'm like, I just don't find this mini-boss hard, and now I've had to do it four times. Four times! Jesus Christ. But yeah, they also start to repeat a couple of the main bosses, which is real offensive. Yeah. Like, they change it up a little bit, but like there's one boss that is like has two phases originally, and then the remix is just you fight both phases at the same time. <laughs> and I thought that was I thought that was going to be the worst boss, and, and I ended up getting that one first try because they hold back like this. They do not move nearly as fast as the originals. Mm. But it's just like oh, an odd okay. bit of restraint from from software. Oh my god, that fight would have been insanely if they moved it like they do the originally because that was one of the bosses that like tilted me originally. Oh, so I'm like. So you were real stoked when you got to him. Yeah. Hey, Rhett. Yeah. Did you did you beat the game? No. <laughs> oh. I so I haven't given it a full try yet. Basically, <laughs> I got past the boss that I was tilted on. Mm-hmm. Played through the end game area and had a really good time. Mm-hmm. Then got to like the big cinematic boss and had a good time. And then I got to the last boss and was just like. Nah, nah. I'm just, I'm just not. I'm not even going to fucking try. I'm just going to come back to this later, or maybe never. <laughs> not, just not feeling it right now. Is that with or without any special enhancements you made? No, that's without. I di- didn't use any special besides cheating the money because the money in this game drops so fucking slow. So Wasn't I bought, there, like, didn't you, so did you just try it with like the ninety percent speed mod? And I then... tried the I did download you're really trying to publicly shame me here. I'm real I'm trying to get to the point where I can where I can oh. just drop the you cheated not only the game but yourself, obviously. Yeah, yeah. Oh. What's oh your, so, what was your journey uh, with that? There was one boss that I really or there was two bosses actually that I really couldn't get a feel for. And so I tried downloading that thing, lowering the speed, and then still losing. And I'm like, well, it's just, it's not really the speed that's fucking me up here. So eventually I just put it back to 100 and got okay. good. Oh, okay. Then you're then you're fine, obviously. Although yeah. you haven't won yet, so you didn't cheat yourself. I, I did have a thought. I was like, what if I fight the final boss at like 50% speed and then close the game after winning? <laughs> Then fight him. Then fight him at sixty percent speed. Then fight him at seventy percent speed, and just see how high I can go before you just you're jump just... over the bamboo shoot every day. And then one day you're just you pra- you're just practicing speed runs like I do. I, That's all. I just feel like the way people talk about the final boss in this game is fucking bananas. Cause it's it's a four face fight. Oh it's, god, it's that is so not fucking usual much. Souls. Yeah, that is not usual for souls. And it's just, like, it sounds super technical. Like, there's the whole, like, certain attacks you have to jump, certain attacks you have to dodge, like, that you can't parry. Mm. And it just sounds so much. And the fact that, like, the first time I fought... The one time I fought it, just to be like, this is the final boss, right? Okay. Like, I got past the first phase using, like, all of my Estus. And it's like, oh, boy, this is... I really don't feel like fucking doing this. (laughs) Do you have to go grind for more Estus after you die? No, Bloodborne okay. makes you do that, which sucks. Bloodborne and Demon Souls make you do that, and it sucks. Yeah. It's not as bad as in Demons. Didn't, so didn't Bloodborne kind of like 
changed the way storage works though, so that when you get you pick up blood vials, they just go to your storage and you can just go. Pull yeah, more I think out. it was always like that, but the limit might have been ninety nine, and then they bumped it up to like a thousand. Okay. Oh god. But yeah, Bloodborne has some grinding. There's grinding in this game too. Like, there's the whole skill tree thing, and like the experience you need to level up gets mm-hmm. like obscene at some point. Where Ooh. like for like I'm near the end, and it's like for a skill point it takes like twelve thousand experience and i've seen people saying like the last one will cost you like seventy five thousand. it's like what why yeah this seems like the kind of thing that would benefit from you being able to max it out comfortably near the end like that just to me makes sense yeah there's the whole thing with the like the items that increase your uh your health bar Mm -hmm. i ended up just looking up a guide for where all those are at the end yeah (laughs) and Hey, guess what? There's a bunch that are missable. Of course. <laughs> but I didn't actually miss any. I happened to get... It's like, You uh, got lucky. I got lucky because I was very persistent. There's one area that changes twice for story reasons. Mm-hmm. So it kind of changes which mini-bosses are there. And I happened to get both of them in like the middle phase that are pretty easy to miss. Wow. Because they're, they're gone if you get too far towards the end of the game. How, how do you feel about permanent missables in video games? I think they fucking suck. Mm. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of on that. What about you, John Thayer? You love them, don't you? Yeah. That's what I, I This made me think about, um, this made me think of you playing for the Frog the Bell Tolls and then not finding the help items getting fucked at the end. That really made me angry. <laughs> oh. I was enjoying that game. And then it's yeah. all of a sudden, oh, well, you just, you straight up cannot win because you did not what? find one strength item. Like, you have what? to be at X level strength to beat this boss. You didn't what? find it. Fuck you. Yep. There's no, there's no gameplay in the bosses, in the fighting red in that game. It's all <sighs> just like, in with stats. But then, then you can just miss it. Um, I don't know if the missable. I don't think it. it's permanently missable, but I was but, at a point to where it's just like I would have to trudge back through an entire dungeon uh, and then uh, out into the main world to find it. Yeah, uh, okay. I couldn't imagine doing it. It was just I was just like, wow, that sucks because I just happened to not run into that issue while playing it. Yeah, so I was just so well, I had a better <laughs> experience there. Yeah, like I, as soon as that happened to me, which was like <laughs> three or four hours in, I was just like, mm. all right, video game, you done fucked up. Yep. This isn't so on good. me. This is on you. Yep. Still better than Link's Awakening. <laughs> so I'm going to cut myself short and transition. Hey, Polly. Yo. Speaking of games where one person can have a really good experience by not missing <laughs> something critical, and one person might have a really miserable experience when they miss something, what did you play? Well, I played uh, 428 Shibuya Scramble. <laughs> um. This, uh, Rhett, I believe you talked about this last episode. I think. Yeah, this was the this was the fourth one. Yeah, yeah last, last about, week I yeah, talked about Bob and Psyche Road, Wander Song, and 428. Uh, yeah, so 428 Shibuya Scramble is an awesome visual novel. It, it was produced like a movie uh, where it's like just real life actors and photos and full motion video. It's told really well. It's, uh, um, got, it's a thriller. You know, there's like, oh shit, mm-hmm. shit's going down in Shibuya and we are caught up in the middle of it. And there's like five different protagonists and, you know, each part of the game happens over the course of an hour. The objective is to kind of get each yeah. character to the next hour. But, you know, their storylines kind of end up little little inconsequential or largely consequential decisions d- during the course of, of that hour can 
lead to bad endings or they can you can get locked out and have to jump back into somebody's timeline from another angle uh, and that's a really cool thing uh they make that work really well um mm-hmm. uh i really like the characters in that game there's a lot of really good character writing um man they... they're so they're very diverse and lovable especially you know there's that one guy yanagashita the... Yeah, I, I, I could not know He is name. so good. Do you want to know what he did prior to this video game? Oh, I saw that he is like an actual actor and stuff. He's not like, really an actor. It's more of he's he kind of a, known, he's known for having lived, lived in an apartment naked what? for 18 months, <laughs> surviving only on sweepstakes winnings. That is his no. claim to fame. What? It was okay. a reality show back in the early 2000s. That's what he's, that's like, that's, that's his largest claim to fame. Oh my God. And then like, the, like, and like, it was being like, like broadcast live, but he wasn't made aware of that. He thought they were just taping and he didn't know, and he didn't know that like it was being aired. He just thought it was being taped and shown later. So that when they did the finale of the show, they lead him out and blindfold him. They bring him in and it's like another apartment. Um, and like he's stripped naked again and they're like, you have, you have to do this all again. And he's just like, fuck. And then like the walls come down and there's a studio audience. (laughs) Okay. So it's real fucked up. That's so weird. But now he's like a, he's like a producer now. He's climbed Mount Fuji. Like the dudes lived a life. Like he's 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 Ooh. sounds like he's living life now. Um uh but yeah, like a lot of great characters, like the journalist is just super good, just like up and he's like, so yeah, over the top. <laughs> he's ridiculous. so over the top, just pointing in people's faces and screaming all of the time. Like they make I like they make the anime tropes work really well despite the fact that you're looking mm-hmm. at people. Cool. That's a really cool trick. I like how at the end of some of the hours, he's like, I've got four minutes to write this article. <laughs> it's like obscene. Yeah, it's so stupid. But like, the stupid like they, minor characters, like the waitress that's like rolling her eyes at him every time. Every time. Every time. Yeah. Yeah. It, 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 they tell that story so well. Like, it's so hmm. fucking good. It uh, does a really good job. I'm sorry to keep cutting you on. No, it does ahead, a really go good ahead, job go of jumping between moods. Yeah. Without being too jarring. Because, like... I love that. The one doctor... Oh, man. The scientist like, guy. Yeah. His story's kind of a bummer. Yeah, it's real And then to jump dark. from him to, like, Tama and, like, just the insanity she's going through. Yeah. Like, it's, it's whiplash, but it works somehow. Yeah, it, it's Spike Chunsoft doing what Spike Chunsoft do. And that's just crafting mm-hmm. really good narratives with characters that are super appealing and, and, and just... Yeah, like they knocked that game out of the park uh, with, with everything. Like, um, but I got a big fucking bone to pick with it. <laughs> uh, the final chapter of that game is it, it consists of a two-hour time block, and by this time, like some of the characters have kind of just like reached an end point. So you've only got three characters to deal with by the time you get there, because the other characters. Going into this final part of the game, you know you're going into... Everybody's funneled down the same path very clearly now. It's the most linear part of the of the narrative. So everybody's on the same page. We're all going down the same road. Mm-hmm. 
so this is at a weird juxtaposition with how the game's mechanics work in terms of everything being weird and disconnected from one another and how these stories seem so very disparately connected. The jumping around makes a lot of sense to, to kind of make the things work or the little mm-hmm. things that one character can do or can't do that will affect another character's timeline in a big way that may or may not need to be fixed. That works in all of the chapters prior to the final chapter. When I got to the final chapter of this game, it was fucking every two to five minutes of me being locked out or thrown into a bad end uh, just because of just multiple choice after choice after choice. And it's just like mm-hmm. they bury themselves so far up their ass with the game mm-hmm. mechanics that I got completely sucked out of the ending. And it wow. really bummed me out because there's a lot of tension going on and all of the characters were all on the same page. We're all in relatively the same vicinity. Why do we have like, why are you choosing now to go batshit insane with, oh, you didn't choose to fucking salute somebody. <laughs> That's the <laughs> that made me so mad because I followed logic. You see, I thought, okay, I Japan, we, we were traditionalists. We're respectful. Uh, you, you, an officer of the law or an officer in the military does not salute another officer if they are not in uniform. I just followed what I've always been taught. <laughs> so I tell the character to give him a few words of encouragement on the way out. And I, get, I proceed to get stuck at nothing but bad ends and being locked out for about 30 minutes. I had to go back and salute him. (laughs) It doesn't make sense why, but that gave me access to another path to go down. And this keeps happening to me throughout the entire course of this game's (laughs) four-hour finale. Three hours of it were me being stuck. (laughs) And then I didn't even get the true ending. (laughs) Because I got to the end, and I messaged Dret, and I was like, here's a thing that happened, yay. And he was like, did you get normal end or true end? And I'm like, oh, no. (laughs) So I go look at my file, and it just says normal end. And I'm like, fuck. So I look up what I have to do to get the, the true end. And I have to change, like, five or six things, which means rolling the entire timeline back. Oh, this game also doesn't have a skip text feature. Uh-oh. So it means it I have to. Wait, 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 wait. It has a skip text feature that works sometimes. It only it works a very specific way. It works if anything has changed. Yeah, it won't skip. Yeah. So, and you can't always just jump to a specific line or a page. Like That's there true. are predefined points that you can jump to in a scene, and mm-hmm. the point that you can jump to will always have like four or five pages that you need to read through before you get to the point to see if your choice changed anything. And this is also the point in the game where bad endings inexplicably stop giving you hints as to how you arrived at that bad ending. No! Oh, I I like that. Just the way it says, there are no hints after 1800 hours. I didn't like it it at all because... Of course not. It totally fucked with my experience because the... The salute thing pissed me off. Yeah, that's it was, bullshit. Like, what the fuck? Nothing, literally nothing changes. 
He says the same yeah. fucking thing afterward. <laughs> it's just for some reason, if you choose to salute somebody, then you're given the jump point. It reminds you of his brother or something. Yeah, it's so fucking dumb. And I it's think, just like, don't get I, me wrong, I love this game. I think it is great. Okay, you, you were so mad. Afterwards. I was so fucking mad, You made a mad, tweet though. I thought you might regret. Like, I, I just feel that my experience with the climax was completely ruined, oh, though. Sucks. Just because the game yeah. went so far up its own ass with the choices and shit. But yes, uh, what were you going to say? I, th- I understand why are there... It's like you step on a rock the wrong way in the ending and you get a bad ending. Like, I understand why all those are there because it's supposed to be, like, this miracle that ev- the characters were able to make everything work out. Right. Like, through all this sheer luck. I think that stuff is fine. I think the way you jump to other characters and especially the way those are unlocked fucking sucks. Like, that makes no sense. Yeah, because you're, 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 abs- you're jumping to characters that you couldn't previously jump to. That and the fact that, like you said, like when the characters are all in the same area, and like so you're seeing the same scenes multiple times, like through like, like I'll just say like uh, Aichi and Kano are like right next to each other a lot. Yeah. So you just see the same. So like having to read through their perspectives. Like they're saying the same fucking things, but you can't (laughs) skip through it because you haven't technically read it. Yeah. I think they absolutely could have streamlined it down to three characters, like Aichi and Kano, one of the guys at the other scene. Yeah. It, and it, then made those jumps not as fucking hard to find. Because there was one that I also didn't find where it's like, oh, I think it, like, you have to be in a bad ending or something. Yeah, yeah. There are a couple where you literally have to be locked into a bad ending, then make a jump from the bad ending to another character, which will... In the pe- in the past. Yeah, in the past, which will then negate the bad ending. It's wild. <laughs> like, it's it's fuckery that I can appreciate, but in terms of the way it is implemented and just how often I was getting slammed with this shit, yeah. and just how often I got roadblocked, like, it just ripped me out of it. And, like, when I went back and did the true ending, I was just like, eh, whatever. Because uh, it's, really remember... it's not really that different. I mean, for one character, it definitely is, but... Well, for one character, it is, but it's just, like, the main crux of what's happening in the ending doesn't change. You just kind of get... You get an update. I just remember my reaction to the ending was being like, man, this is just way to start and stop because of how jumpy between the characters it gets. But I definitely didn't get frustrated in the way you did, and that sucks. Yeah, like, the the visual novel being a visual novel got in the way of me enjoying that climax. The visual novel being a game got in the way. Also, like, I played this climax over, like, three days, so also I wasn't as, like, urgent to finish it. Yeah, like, I was just barreling down. I was just like, this was my evening. This was me. I'm gonna, like, oh, great, my whole evening was garbage. Ugh. Like, I remember getting to what it calls the epilogue, you know, that last box, mm. the epilogue, and just being like, okay, time to go to work. So oh, I read wow. it the next day. So, like, it was already start and stop for me, but, like, the previous two days, or maybe three days, wow. were, you know, that two-hour block of... Yeah, I did, like, one or two... Through. I did one or two-hour blocks a day, so... Like, I was just cruising through that thing. You cruised through... I thought, like, that Sunday you did, like, most of that game. Yeah, I did. I couldn't believe how fast you got through it. Yeah, like, last Sunday I did, like, fuck, probably (laughs) 
I did probably four or five in-game hours just last yeah. Sunday. But hey, like when you're laying on a couch, you feel yeah. like shit, and you you got a TV. <laughs> Turns out a visual novel's pretty good company. You got a the good God, TV, a yes comfy couch, and a bad back. There you go. That's yeah. a good video game. I like okay, it. Okay, so that was the end of the video game. There was nothing else after that ending, right? No, there were other things. Oh. oh. There, there, oh. There, there are a couple side stories uh, that you can unlock. There's a quiz you can do. Oh, God, fuck the quiz. The quiz is real dumb, and it unlocks All these the... side episodes that aren't I, very good. They are awful. Yeah, they're pretty terrible. The, I these... read one, the one about our favorite guy. Yeah, and it wasn't and Even good. that was not very interesting. Yeah, it's just like these little one-off gag episodes, and, like, it's cute. I get it. You know, you include that kind of stuff. I'm okay, I'm moments, things like that. I get it, but I was just kind of yeah. like, meh. I'm not going to sit here and read all of these and then try to do the conspiracy ending and shit like that. So the conspiracy endings are super, super short. I'll just send them to you on YouTube. Okay, yeah, do that. But there are two interesting side stories that open up once you uh, get the true ending. You get uh, one of the characters in the game, uh, Sister, uh, you play through a little portion as her perspective, and then I cried for three hours. Oh my god, three oh, hours. Man. Yeah, I didn't cry for three hours. I mean, hours. I tweeted... I didn't cry this... for three hours. It was just quite okay. literally... I wasn't expecting it to go the way that it did, and then it started... Then I then I messaged Rhett, and it's like, Rhett, this story is going to have a blah, blah, blah ending, isn't it? And he was just like, wow! <laughs> I mean, I did tweet earlier, oh boy, this thing just fucking emotionally wrecked me. Yeah, it's... it's... <laughs> Sometimes I need a good sob. That, that, that was my last tweet about that game. And like, for me, I was just like, I was like, this is the last thing I'm doing before going to sleep. This is probably a bad <laughs> note to go to bed on, isn't it? <laughs> um, but yeah, there's that, and then there is the uh, sort of prequel sort of origin story of a character who's mentioned throughout most of 428, uh, who... Kind of an enigma to all is uh, the character Kanan, who oh. got her how, own. How are you saying that name? Kanan. No. What? This was your this was your April Fool's joke to me. Is telling me the wrong way to say her name right before the last episode. Oh, I did. Kanan. Oh God, I did. The oh my God. <laughs> I totally forgot. That's doing how that. they say her name in the whole anime. Well, I, it's Japanese, Rhett. I know. I know. <laughs> But I was just like, man, she got me good with this April Fool's joke. <laughs> but yeah, they do a, a really fun um, origin story for Kanan. Um, Polly, we've got a transition here. We do. It's a, you're reading a visual novel by Type Moon. Uh, Anyways. <laughs> yeah, I was going to try and keep that part secret, Rhett. Thanks. I was gonna just like let that fly under the radar. Let's not <laughs> say a thing. Oh, don't worry. I would have. I I would have drawn attention to it. Red then. <laughs> but, but this um, is a good one. Finally, we have a reason to play four twenty eight Shibuya Scramble. Oh Jesus Christ! Yeah, I mean, if John wants to <gasps> complete the entire Tight Moon. Yeah, if you want. Well, to obviously, I have to play this. Yeah. Yeah, you're gonna have to. You have to play this and get the true ending. Yeah, <laughs> that's the only way it unlocks. Well, there you go. Anyways, <laughs> canon. So yeah, like so, like the 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 canon uh, story is really good because I've watched the anime before, and 
even though it's like sort of a tie-in to 428, you can still watch that show, and it's like mm-hmm. a real good popcorn flick kind of show. Like it's very Black Lagoonish, in that like even though you kind of like are a little confused as to this character and how she's doing the things she's doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and you kind of like don't really you're not really getting sort of the connection between uh, Maria and uh, Kanan like you don't really get why yeah. they're so close uh, as they are in the anime like this gives a lot more insight into that so I'm going to be probably rewatching that uh, anime here this week probably yeah what did I you think the... what did you think about like really rewatch I thought man reading this one chapter in 428 makes this make so much more sense. Mm. Wasn't it not in the Wii game, too? Like, they added it to this release? Apparently, it was written for the Wii release, and then last-minute cut. Yeah, just kind of... And, like, they'd already greenlit the anime. Yeah. It's so wild. Yeah, it's such a weird way that that whole thing kind of came together and then got pulled, and then... I just wonder... If this release is, like, the first time this ever finally came out, I'm not sure on that. It just makes mm. me wonder if, like, the entities that kind of came up with, like, the Kanan character and that story and 428 had some kind of falling out. Because Kanan was originally referred to as 428 in the animation. Mm-hmm. And huh. then it changed to Kanan. So it makes it just makes me wonder if there was some sort of Type Moon slash Spike Chunsoft falling out there. I yeah. wonder. Because I don't think they've done anything else together. No. It's really weird, though, because, boy, this first chapter in the visual novel really flushes out some stuff in the anime. Yeah, yeah. You, I, like, I'm, probably, like, I'm probably going to have, like, you know... I'm probably going to glow quite a bit more about that anime now, because I still liked it quite a bit, even yeah. without the 428 well, knowledge. Like, it still tells a really good story. It's fun. It's got a lot of great action in it, so... It's just wild seeing... There are flashbacks to the events of the story the you just read oh see that's really like, cool it's just like but you just see such quick quick glimpses of it as if you already kind of know that story yeah yeah and that's it's so frustrating being like man i was so confused the first time i read this mm-hmm. or watched the anime yeah and then you read it and you're like oh and okay, it's like now, a real now i know why i care about this character yeah it's like a real deep dive into that character like where she came from and mm-hmm. like and like her history with another character that's real fucked up yeah so did you like it i, I liked it quite a bit yeah 428. Right, cool. 428 i would totally recommend despite the fact that i had a bad experience with the climax like i enjoyed the fuck out of it all the way through i mean i was posting just non-stop screenshots all over. Of our favorite guy. Of our favorite dude, Yadagashita. Yep. He's so good. Because he's he's, he's he's not a spoiler, basically. Yeah, he's not a spoiler. <laughs> if I posted much else, like, it would be spoilers. So, yeah. But there's there's there's, there's a lot of good shit in that game. It's, it's just... It, it's Spike Chunsoft, again, doing what they do best. And that's just telling really good stories with really great characters that... Like, this one might not have, like, a big resonating kind of feel or have a deeper message like something like Zero Escape or, or Danganronpa might have. This one is definitely more focused on being that thriller, but mm-hmm. um, uh, I think that it still definitely sticks, like, like the thing that it's trying to be, it still lands that very well. Mm-hmm. And this is a Chunsoft game, so these are basically the folks that sort of invented the... <laughs> visual novel yeah, to an extent yeah, yeah like they did like they put out portopia serial murder back in the day yeah. and then 
and then a bunch of other VNs that we can't play because they aren't fan translated. <laughs> yeah. Like Machi is the big one that this yeah Machi is the one, one that people keep wanting wanting them to get, uh to to localize after four twenty eight. But yeah, four twenty eight four twenty eight didn't do too good. Nope. Yeah, so. isn't four two eight like a pre kind of a remake of something else older? It's is that what sort of a, talking about? the same idea in mm. terms of like being a. Uh, a, a visual novel with time leaping mechanics, and I think mm-hmm. it's FMB as well. Oh wow! Yeah, so it was on the Saturn. Yeah, it was on the Saturn. Oh, geez. they did. They did localize Banshee's Last Cry, which was a SNES one. They did mm-hmm. um, on the phones. Yeah, and I played a bunch of it, and it was frustrating because you do the first like main ending, and then instead of it like building on that and then getting to like a big true end thing, mm-hmm. it just like splinters off into a bunch of lengthy gag roots oh jeez. so like you finish the game and i'm like oh that was pretty cool and then i and i dive back in and start from the beginning there are new choices available but then all of them just turn into jokes and it's i was just, like oh why did okay. we think to do that with her lullaby man we missed our chance oh jeez. <gasps> that was yeah basic. i guess the one thing we haven't mentioned on this right now is how goofy the bad endings in 428 oh, can get oh my god they're so and it stupid. looked like you hit a lot of them i, I got you getting those 60, achievements for like i got yeah. six I got 63 bad endings. <laughs> There's 95 endings That's total. That's so funny. The um the first person maze thing where it turns into the wizardry oh for a minute. Oh my god, it's so good. Yeah, that totally that is that in one. that's one of the big gag roots in Banshee's Last Cry. Oh. So I was like, "Ah, oh, I recognize that." Oh, that's so, it so like good. A, it sounds like they did a better job of meshing the sense of humor and yeah. the goofiness with a story that you care about with the thriller. Yeah. Yeah. And just how they managed to pull that off with, like, real-life actors. Like, because, like, if it's, a, if it's an anime character, you can look at it and see a lot of these silly things happening, but they still made it believable with actors. And it's just, like, that's something I was really skeptical about, is just because this is a very anime situation that these characters are in. How do you make, like, like, like how and how are they going to use stills and a few full-motion videos here, to, and, and, like, no voice acting whatsoever to kind of make this work? And they fucking do it. They totally do it. That's cool. Actually, there's a little voice acting in the cat's ending. Oh yeah, yeah. The cats. And there's like the 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 the, the Canaan side story is completely voiced as well. And and anime. And the anime, of course. <laughs> so it's like this weird, super harsh shift in style. Yeah. You know, where it's now you've got voice acting and anime style. I wonder I if that did... was. I wonder if that was why they just didn't include it. Like, they were, it was just too jarring for them. And it, it's not know. directly related to the events of 428, even though gotcha. it kind of yeah. is. Like, there there are, like, like the, the ways that Kanan's origin story tie into 428, it's a little tangential. So it's just, like, it, it's more or less just sort of, like, yeah. how she came to be and who she is, like, where she met somebody and all of that stuff. And, like, yeah. But. After kind of completing everything, it's definitely more of a prequel to the anime than it is an extension of the game. Yeah, yeah. But, but I also, I read the Kanan one, then the other side story at mm-hmm. the end of the game that goes back to FMV actors and no voice acting. Yeah, and that was so fucking jarring. Yeah, I going did. back to people. I did those in reverse because it was just like this is yeah. gonna be weird if I do it any other way. Yeah, because I didn't real. I just went straight to Kane because that's the one I unlocked first, mm-hmm. and I'm like, oh, there's another thing. Okay, 
it's just funny that you have like when you go to the character select screen and then there's oh, this yeah. there's this there's this real life little girl standing there and then there's this there's there's this anime this portrait anime of Kanan. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like all of these actors that you can choose from and then there's the cartoon. It's like yeah. a who framed Roger Rabbit bullshit going on. It is did really you, funny. Did you do the jump at the end of the Kanan one? Uh, yes. That's also super weird. That's also real weird because you jump right back into the main story with the actors. (laughs) Oh, man. There's absolutely no reason to do that as far as I know. No, there's not. They put it there just just so you know, this anime girl lives in the same reality as all these people. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Yeah, I'm looking forward to rewatching Kanan, though. I have not watched it since I bought it. So there's some there's some goofy parts that I didn't like, but overall it's really good. Cool, cool. Like kind of knowing more about that universe. Mm. Cool. cool. So yeah, that that's four twenty eight. That's like kind of like the biggest thing that I really did. It's time for the heel turn, John Thayer. What else you been up to? Well, I've been playing something very cool and good that I want to talk to y'all about. Okay, so it's not the thing. Oh yeah, because you did. Yeah, you used you used adjectives that I would not really. Uh, I played Final Fantasy V. Oh, again, I would. You not. didn't talk about that last time. No, I didn't. I don't, I don't want to talk, dwell on this long, but I I had a really okay. nice time with. Okay. I just never liked that game very much. I know I, it's I, so weird. You're both so weird. I just played it, and I just I didn't hate it. I just fell off it. This was like ten years ago, at least. It was I, like I, during. I played it and was just like, yeah. This... This is this. Okay, mm. honestly, I got stuck at one of the X-Death fights and just fell off. They were real hard. This I, was probably like 2007 or something. How is anything in that game hard when you can literally break it with a job system within 20 minutes? Well, I didn't I didn't feel the need to dwell to do that, Polly. Thank you very much. Well, I'm fucking smart. I'm sorry. That's true. Anytime people talk about systems being broken, I'm too dumb to have figured it out. So I'm just like, well, I thought it was fine. Like I go- like the only yeah. time I broke the game was when I googled how to break the game because I was stuck on the <laughs> boss. <laughs> and then I did go back and beat it legitimately and I felt good about that. It was very hard. <laughs> I like put him on wait mode and then mimic double casted. I turned everyone into mimics and had one person double cast Bahamut and then just mimicked it over and over. Good oh lord. That's overkill. <laughs> That's the trick. Yeah, um, that'll <laughs> do it real fucking fast. Then I went back and beat it without um without cheating <laughs> without anything that i had to figure out online and it felt good not really cheating it's just yeah. learning to just play it's... within the rule set that you've been given and playing in a smart way well i i didn't figure that one out myself so oh. i feel I, I wanted to do stuff that it beat it in such a way that it was with stuff that i'd figured out and it was just like oh i have to cast shell so that oh this i'm too stupid to attack do that. doesn't kill me Polly, you just had it, and you let it slip through the way. John, you cheated not only game, but you cheated yourself. <laughs> I think that's the most perfect Final Fantasy. Um, oh, oh, oh. It, I played I'm it, sorry. and it made me think of, like, Faerun and Valcom games. So I was just like, yeah, everything in this is just kind of working together. It's a nice story. The fighting is, the bosses are really good, unlike Final Fantasy VI and Seven, where they're mostly bad. Um... And, yeah, I felt nice little feelings at the end when you're 
when your friends when the Dawn Warriors come back and help you out. I was like, oh, this is nice. And it, the tone, um, the big thing for me is that the characters are very expressive and it's very funny in a way that 4 really wasn't. But it's one of the few Final Fantasies that I feel embrace humor. Or yeah, tried and, to, anyway. It has some yeah. levity. Um, and if you play 6 and 7, like, those games are really funny. Like, they have a good sense of humor. Like, the... Even though they're much darker... Like, like Final Fantasy has not had a sense of humor forever. Yeah, but 6 and 7, they're funny as hell. Like, the date with Cloud and Eris. Yeah. Or the, um... Or the Sabin and Cyan in the desert. Like, that's fucking hilarious. Yeah. And that all... And that, to me, that clear very obviously started in five like that was that tone and dynamic Mm -hmm. like they didn't it wasn't dark and dark like six and seven was and so it wasn't balancing that it was just the a light story but told with this really nice tone and sense of humor yeah so i really appreciate that Mm. um and i that's that's the main thing it the structure is really cool i like how most of the last act is optional like Mm -hmm. that's another thing where i thought that was a six thing or six and Chrono Trigger and thing, but five did that too. Like most, of, almost all of the stuff you can do in the third world is completely optional. You can just go to the final dungeon at any time, and you just don't want to do that because it's real hard. <laughs> yeah. Um, also, the last dungeon is just like a completely linear boss gauntlet. Yeah. Ew. Wild to me. Um, that that's the last thing that felt like an innovation. I kind of credited to six um, was having like these more. Instead of, like, big mazes, the dungeons are, like, kind of set pieces where they have these little interactions you deal with. And so the the pacing of them is really cute and fun. Even if I kind of... A part of me definitely prefers, like, the big dense mazes you get in 4 and b- before that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I can appreciate that this is something different and it's probably something more accessible to focus more on, you know, big bosses and set pieces and cute interaction non-puzzles in dungeons as opposed to just resource draining hell. Yeah. Um, so that's all stuff. Like, there's so many things. This is definitely the game they made before Final Fantasy VI and Chrono Trigger, whereas before I just kind of thought five was, like, this straight regression. Yeah. <laughs> Where like, they made four, then they made, then they just did nothing for a game, and then they <laughs> made Final Fantasy VI and Chrono Trigger. But now I see, like, it's kind of this straight line of they took all the stuff they learned here and they applied it in this way, and I think that's neat. But they um, didn't take the gerb system. Didn't take the gerb system. Gerb. The gerb system. Gerb. I was like, I was antagonistic about the job system <laughs> I for know. a while. Because I was just like, there's so much else about this that's good. And people just focus on the fucking job system. I don't give a shit. I think I people like me, they like the angst. They like how ridiculously overdramatic 4 and 6 and 7 are. Yeah, like that's that's kind of where my head's at. I'm still that edgy teeth. Look, I like Final Fantasy 13, okay? <laughs> replayed it in 2019. I replayed that game in 2019. Might even talk about it here in a bit. <laughs> yeah, like, I still like 4 more because it's it doesn't have a job system. All the characters, it's simpler. So Right, that's, right, right. And, yeah, I like the melodrama. It, it's, I think 4 is probably dumber than 5 in that sense, where it's <laughs> into this very silly melodrama and the plot is very flying by the seat of your pants for the whole time but to me it's just joyous and i i love it i mean four so four when i was a kid was like the realest shit yeah look at 
And then you look back at it now, it's like... It's very oh fucking my God, silly. I can't go ten minutes without a character nobly suiciding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was my... I played four like seven times, and then I played through... <laughs> now I played five, six, and seven twice. So I still have my obvious favorite. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, I had a good time with that. And... I, Zach says, I can't accept that 5 is better. And I'm, I'm like, I didn't say that. I said it was the perfectest, which I think is sort of a different thing. Mm. Where, like, I get more out of 4, 6, and 7, but 5 is the one where, like, it just feels, like, very confident in what it is. Mm. And then 6 and 7, like, mm. they've got all those boring bosses and they're very easy. And then, so, 5 feels very balanced throughout. Mm. And then, I appreciate that. And I played another thing. Oh. And I did want... I was really excited to bring this one up. Uh-huh. Well, I can't wait to talk to y'all about this. I think y'all have a lot of good thoughts on it. It's a pretty cool game. I read the Homestuck epilogues. Oh, oh my god, it's worse than I expected. Just, it just keeps getting... Like, it's all downhill <laughs> from here, folks. And Paul. I'm so happy to bring, like, uh, this heavy hitters just like Rhett did last week. Yeah. <laughs> You had such a good, strong, like, early showing. What yeah. the fuck happened? This is so, a video game, though, so we can't talk about no, it. No, it's a choice, it's, and it's you play it on point. your phone. It's a game. Uh, well, see, it's on a phone. It's doubly not a video game. I <laughs> <laughs> can't believe you both made that stupid fucking joke. Defense <laughs> <laughs> of each other. That's so funny. Yeah. Um, so this pissed everyone off. He thinks that's <laughs> a joke. That's good. But that's Homestuck, so that they, they everyone was mad at the first ending, so I don't care. Um, so this is deliberately styled. It's all text. There's no comic or game component aside from one choice early on. Um, it is deliberately styled as a fanfic. And it like even has like archive of your own tags at the start. Oh my uh, god. Geez. It's very cute. And then it's basically two stories. The total, it's it's a two like two novels is basically the pacing. It's basically like the length of it. It's ridiculous. I googled it and someone said it adds about twenty five percent of text compared to the first Homestuck. Jesus. So now this is this is a massive thing, and it came out three years to the day after the first comic ended. Um, it's just a sequel. So it's basically split up. There's a choice early on where your character decides either to... John, the main character, um, <laughs> either decides to... Of course. Go to perform the the thing that was left ambiguous in the climax of the first comic. So he goes and finishes that part of the story. And that's the canon path mm-hmm. where he goes and does that. Or he shirks the responsibility of the story and decides to ignore canon... And then everything goes down in a completely different path based on that. So either they actually go and beat the final boss, or they just go like, eh, we're fine, we're safe in our little pocket universe. So it's two paths that wind up intersecting with each other in interesting ways. One of them is part takes place in the canon, and one of them doesn't. And then they, the story is about using that as a metaphor for like, what if you were in a world and you just decide and you just feel like nothing means anything? Like oh, this, this you, doesn't you mean matter. Like I do right now. Yeah, <laughs> listening to me talk. Yep. Um. So it's it's a really cute device for engaging with that on like an as like an existential metaphor 
for like, what do you do if your life isn't canon anymore? <laughs> what? Um, and then both both of them get really dreary, and both of them like end like without resolving the big plot threat, without resolving like certain things and in, in interesting ways. And then also the last chapters of both of the stories are switched. So the ending of the first book is the second book's ending, and the ending of the first book is the second book. It's, second book is the first book's ending. So you end the first one just like what? I don't. I don't. Know, you don't. You don't realize that's what's happening either. That seems dumb. <laughs> You're dumb. Your face is dumb. It probably <laughs> is, but it's not as dumb as Homestuck. Fair enough. Um, your face is dumb. It is. It's very dumb. <laughs> so I looked online afterwards, and everyone was really mad, mostly because it kept it killed off characters that they loved or made them miserable. Um, the the non, yeah. Oh, I just said great. Yeah, the non-canon one is the most delicious because the first one, the canon one, has like a really cool big climactic battle and everything, and then the second one is just like really ugly relationship angst for most of it just like characters getting married like ships and then just marriages being miserable and falling <laughs> apart <laughs> and then just like so it's it's like tearing down all these ships we it's did really it first funny. yep oh geez yeah yeah but yeah but this has a main character named john <laughs> so it's actually more about him than the thing he actually wrote <laughs> spent a lot of time leveling my favorite ship too, which made me happy, including John and my favorite lady character. It's pretty oh great. My God. <laughs> so, I think um, what some people read it was just like this is making fun of fan works. This is hates fan works. Whereas I was just like, no, this is completely celebrating fan works. This is making a statement of like, this is your life. <laughs> this is this what is you do. This is making a statement of, like, if you think about yourself as the main character of existence and you get your, completely concern yourself with being part of this grand narrative instead of just living your life and trying to be the best person you can be to the people around you, you're going to suffer for it. Um, and I thought it was a really cool little message that people didn't pick up on because it's the internet. And I played like four things in a row where I looked up online and everyone was mad at the ending. Even Wander Song. Even Wander Song. God. So, yeah, I had a good time with that. There's one more thing I wanted to bring up, though. Kind of bringing my hands together. Just one more little thing. And then that's it, actually. I don't have anything else. I feel like I can just get out of the way now. It's probably a little, little tiny discussion we can have together as good friends. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I played a lot of the 2000, 2000 Type Moon visual novel Sukime. I played that. You did? Uh, yeah. Polly played all of that. So yeah. you you can just have over here without me. That's yeah. true. I, I, it's going to be a really good conversation, let me tell you. Don't, oh boy. Don't spoil Polly it, never told me how bad it truly was. Yeah. I, don't, I don't think we need to necessarily get into like triggery territory about it, but it gets pretty lousy yeah. in a lot of ways. Um, I really like it in a lot of other ways, though. Um, of course, of course. Yeah, because I'm realizing that I kept engaging with all this ancillary fate media by other authors, and it's just like, oh, this is bad. Oh, and this is bad. Oh, and this, <laughs> bad. this sucks. Oh, boy, 
why isn't this good like the first BN? And I'm reading Tsukihime like, oh yeah, it's because it's not written by the guy I liked. So, I don't actually have too much to say, I think. I'm, okay. I'm a little, a little, <laughs> little embarrassed because I'm a little bit bashful about it, I think. It, but it's, yeah. not, it's not good. <laughs> I was so amazed when you came in with CL is trash. She is. She's garbage. <laughs> She's complete a complete and utter trash can. Okay, wifey wars. Now I'm back in. There we go. <laughs> now we're so good because like, Shiki sucks so much, the main character, that I didn't even <laughs> Yeah, he's real cons- fucking terrible. Yeah, he's real bad. And I didn't even consider the idea of hating the gr- any of the girlfriends. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, what? But what? What? CL? What? Huh? Yeah, Shiki is just complete unmitigated garbage. Yeah, he is a great fuck boy. I confided confided in Rhett when one of the scenes like got under my skin in a bad way. Yeah. Uh, And then... How bad are we talking? Which scene? I was talking about the graphic rape porn. All right. All of this uh, visual mode. Yep. They do not do that in Fate. Mm. Wow, one point for Fate. <laughs> oh, they... What, what, Rhett? Oh, Fate, the series with the rape worms doesn't do the thing. Oh, it, like that, all the stuff with the worms is off screen. Like, like it's it's bad, it's, it's gross, but it's... Uh, like I literally crazy. don't... The one thing I'm really confused about is I knew Polly read this whole thing, huh. and all she cut out Rhett. Oh, oh, we lost him. What? Oh, there we, we lost him. All Polly could say was, all Polly could say was that it's really boring. Yeah, like, it's real what? fucking boring, but it's but, also real fucking gross. Yeah, so I don't know why you kept reading it after shit like that, dude. It was Thanksgiving week. I was on break, and I had so nothing to do. But, like, there's boring, and then there's graphically offensive. Yeah. You know? I can't believe you didn't drop it after some of the shit I've heard about this now. Yeah. I was just like, oh, he spends the whole thing in bed. Boring. Yeah. No! No, it's not boring, though. Yeah, it is. No. I think that might be one of the routes you haven't gotten to. I'll get there eventually. It'll be fun. No, no, it won't. No, it won't. It'll be very, very boring. Because <laughs> I didn't know one person could write seven straight hours about laying in a bed, doing nothing. <laughs> this is, exci- oh, this is exciting. Happen. The the main character Shiki is is both very strong but also very vulnerable because he's extremely anemic and frequently collapses in anemic exhaustion. Yeah. Which which causes a lot of climate, a lot of conflict. Um, but yeah, it's, it feels very deliberately made in the sense of like, it's building to these little con confrontations and climaxes, just like fate did to me, where the parts that are slow are slow to build up a relationship with this character and build a sense of normalcy that it then breaks apart. So in, in a lot of ways, it just feels exactly like this same basic pacing and structure as fate to the point where it's also like a lot of ideas that were in fate were just right here first. So it's like, oh, okay, you're got your ten ideas, all right. Yep. Um, the big, the big thing for me, besides the really bad parts, like we mentioned already, is the um, 
Because, like, th- those parts are just... They don't help the story at all. They're really bad. They're uh, very much there for voyeuristic reasons. Yeah, they're, it's, it turns into just straight porn. There's no tension. There's no... You're, you completely lose track of being invested in the story. It's just like, oh, okay, someone was jacking off to this. Yeah. And that's... Um, mollusks. Mollusks. Um, but then the, the, big, the big thing for me is that the music's really bad. Oh, God, it, yeah. There's, like, ten tracks. They're, like, a couple of them are, like, ten-second loops. Yeah. <laughs> and it's a 30-hour visual novel. Like, it had, we, afterward, had half as much music as this entire game. Yeah. Afterward is an hour long, and we weren't selling it. Yeah, we probably had shorter loops. Yep. Taylor, like. Taylor, I, I I did the math on like the minutes of music I counted, and it was Taylor Payne half as much music as in all of Tsukihime, which is a thirty-hour game sold commercially. That's incredible. God, he's real bad. I think you can hack in like other like you can hack in arrangements or whatnot, but I just just, just I hack in the like the Mario World over theme overworld theme. That's a Mario three. I can't. I can't summon Mario World music. Mm. Um, but I, I just like the the twangy banjoiness of it, though. Just have that over that. everything in Tsukihime would make it better. Probably. I, I think my copy's glitched because there's no music in any of the action scenes specifically. <laughs> I think there might be like one track that just isn't working. So, <laughs> for the most part, I just have the volume at like one, and I just am reading it, and it's like, all right, that's fine. Mm. So. Those are the big developments, I think, when you move from Tsukihime to Fate, is that they made the music Oh, less hey, spec- production value. They added some production values, and they took out all the graphic rate porn, which which I appreciated. Um, I mean, I they, still, they still left in all of the emotionally abusive, manipulative bullshit. <laughs> oh, um, yes, they kept that in. Don't worry. They turned the dial down a little bit. I mean, there's, still plenty of abuse. there's still plenty of abuse in Fate. Don't get me wrong. Let's oh, don't on. worry. They kept, uh, they kept all that. They, they kept the spirit of it intact. They yeah. just aren't as blatant. Um, which, is all, which is all I really wanted, apparently. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm having a good time. I'm going to read the Far Side of the Moon Roots. I'm excited about that. Apparently it's gonna. Apparently it's gonna be pretty wild, pretty buck wild from here, y'all. Can't wait till you get to Kagetsu Toya. Boy, oh boy. What? Hope, hope you. Yeah, yeah. I don't know that one. Yeah. Is that the sister? That's... The next route is the little sister, who's not biologically related, so it's fine. It's totally oh. fine. No, there's a there's another little girl. Like as cool. a little girl. Cool. Yeah. I don't. I haven't seen that. And all I, I know is Polly saying there's one route where you spend the whole thing in bed. Yeah, that's the sister route, I think. Okay. Oh, that's, that's exciting. That's my next one. The best one. Obviously. Sounds and then there's thrilling. As far as I understand, it's the sister and then the two maids. Yeah. So, so that's my Sukihime journey. What you so far. do? You should just play Melty Blood because those are fun <laughs> fighting games. Cool. Yeah. Just, well, just I need... do that. Just do no, that. No, Polly. Polly. Obviously, <laughs> I need to play Sukihime so I can fully appreciate Melty Blood and Carnival Phantasm. I don't know. I thought Arcoid was still pretty cool just playing Melty Blood. Arcoid's really cool, period, though, huh? She's kind of like the only good character. I, lo- I like CL. No, CL's garbage. <laughs> no, CL's great. She's literally she... a trash can. No. <laughs> you said you said earlier you weren't spiritual Polly, and I was just like, ah, that's why Polly hates CL. She's the priest. I get it. 
Zach says, so it sounds like Nasu might have bad views on women. Yeah, just a what? fucking few. Just a fucking few. <laughs> what? Yeah, maybe a little bit. Maybe a little bit. It feels, to me, my big touch point that I keep reaching to is, like, it feels like any romance, sexual romance novel written from this conservative perspective where sex is inherently gross and shameful um like that comes across not just in the really bad scenes but in like the regular sex as well nobody enjoys sex in these games nobody they're always just like oh man i am so shameful and terrible for doing that like nothing sexy about any of it like nobody's just like yeah we are gonna fucking bone down and it's gonna be great it's just like this disgusting thing that we're doing because we're animals that's basically yeah that's basically the vibe so that's like, I kept thinking about Twilight this time, probably because also it's the vampires, um, where I was just like, this is, like, an awful thing that has to be restrained, like, suppressed, because it's so gross and disgusting. Hmm. Or, oh no, we let it out! Yeah. So yeah. Actually, I take it back, the best character is an Echo Arc. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Arsuid. Is it Arsuid? Arcoid? I think it's Arcoid. Yeah, it's a, it doesn't. Then there's then things. there's then there's a guy whose name is Nero, but it's spelled N R V N S Q R. That's how you spell it. I was gonna say I was saying Nervinsker. Eh, I think it's pronounced Nero. Okay, he's not Nervinsker Chaos. No, it's just <laughs> Nero. Uh... It's that series and Nasu are terrible. <laughs> Fuck Type Moon. So, so I'm ba- I'm basically back at my same. In the same place I was finishing. Ah, <laughs> oh, shit. Like, here we go again. Ah, oh, shit. Here we go again. <laughs> like, this is competent in a handful of ways that really matter to me, where it just feels like it resolves thread. It introduces and resolves threads, and I connect with the characters, and they have little arcs, and they make me happy at the end. You could play 428 Shibuya Scramble and get the same kind of competence. Guess, I, guess how much abuse is in that? Or I play trails. Yeah, you can I think play trails. Yeah, there's no abuse th- in that either. <laughs> I think a lot of the sexual ickiness has also been therapeutic, in the sense of like I'm untangling some shit. From, I understand that. I understand from that. being I'm married not, to a lesbian for five go- years. I think I'm gross. <laughs> I'm not gonna take that away from you. Obviously, no. I get you. No, there's no. I don't feel combative about it. Now I'm just kind of accepting. Like, but especially playing Suki Hime, we're like, wow, this is. It, it kind of it's very revealing in the sense of like oh, okay so this is the ugliness that you kind of reined in a little bit but mm-hmm. is there bubbling under the surface mm. for all of fate yeah yeah so that's why Sukuhime journey I'm very excited for the far side of the moon roots get to get to meet the maids who I love they're very good Hisui and what's her name um, Kohaku? Kohaku. Kohaku, yeah. yeah. How, how do I know that? Yes. I'm the one who hasn't read it. Yeah. <laughs> I can't remember. I think their route was okay. I don't remember. Yeah. I just I just know that I came away it was just like, man, this was like the worst Thanksgiving break I've ever had. <laughs> Why did I well, do that? <laughs> when did we watch all of Eureka, Eureka 7? 7? That's, that's oh, all that came to my brain. Oh, God. Yeah, we... we... Watched... Whoa. 50 episodes of that waiting for it to get good I, yeah. I don't know how we and it was to do literally it. just renting crying for 50 episodes <laughs> and dancing and dancing mm-hmm. weirdly I did watch 20 of those and then I, I ducked out I was done uh, 
I had a friend. Mm-hmm. I had a friend here in real in Meat Space that really liked it. So I, I wasn't just doing that out of spite. Mm-hmm. I was like, all right, I'll give it a shot. Yeah, so oh, I was like, I, just, really, just I kept waiting for it to turn into Last Exile and be good at some point, but it just doesn't. Such was not the case. Oh, man, I, I started Last Exile after Eureka 7, and I was like, this this reminds me a little bit of Eureka 7, and then I stopped watching. But, you see, the thing is, good. yeah, like, that, yeah, like, it, Eureka 7 is garbage, but Last mm. Exile is good. I didn't like <laughs> Fam of the Silver <laughs> Wing, though. Like, they... But you watched it. I mean, it's still comp... I think it's more competent than it's, Eureka 7. Yeah, it's more competent. Yeah. I like how some of these media choices now, like John Abatsukihime, is like, it's comp- competent. Yeah. It introduces and finishes arcs. Competent but, in a handful of ways. Glowing praise, yeah. says Tinger Gemini. Says yeah. something, says somebody who just w- watched S- Sword Art online. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Which would not be like, there is even no, competent. There's no comparison with, <laughs> with Sword Art fucking online, where it's miserable to watch. And it's, <laughs> like... Nasu feels like he wrecked, sees ways that he's gross and is like a little bit angsty about it. <laughs> Whereas like Sword Art Online is just gross and has zero self zero self aware. Guy literally gave it. himself a pat on the back for writing good female characters. Yeah, that's that's the that's the allure for me. Is like the Fate stuff, the the Tight Moon stuff. It's like this knows how to tell a story, which is cool. It's evil. All right. But it's also angsty about being evil. All right, cool. I, I can vibe with all of this. Like that's the appeal over something over something like Trails, is because Trails isn't evil at all. It yeah. doesn't have that angst. Yeah. Um. And then Sword Art Online is just stupid evil, and that's it's just worthless. So that's that's my adventure. I think I can pass it on now. Mm. Thank y'all. Right. Right. Uh, okay. I said I was going to lightning mode last time, and then I ended up talking about Baba and Yuzegiro mm-hmm. for a bit. So I'm actually going to lightning mode. I played Yoshi's Crafted World. It's okay. Okay. Uh, okay. I played. I played Hellblade. I didn't really like it. I. I. Yeah. It sounds. I. Ugh. ugh. And that game's boring. It's kind of boring. The combat is competent. Yeah, there's I, that word I, I, again. I didn't even immediately Adequate. Do that. Competent. <laughs> Adequate. Like, it feels real clunky at first, and you're like, hmm, this isn't built for dealing with multiple care- enemies at all. And then the game makes you deal with multiple enemies a, th- mm-hmm, a ton. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of interesting having to, like, rely on the voices in your head shouting, look out and shit yeah. in your ear, which is kind of interesting. And then there's a huge chunk of the game that doesn't have combat, which was more nice. And then the ending pissed and me the off. Ba- the bad puzzles. The bad visual puzzles. Oh, I, the whole... The runes that, thing. And the whole entire runes thing is so bad. Yeah. And, like, I I got to that quick because at the start you can do the mist, like, there's two paths. Yeah. Like, the mystery one and then, like, the fire one. Mm-hmm. And I did the fire one first and that's where it introduces the runes where you have to, like, look at trees a certain way to make yeah. a shape. It's just real dumb. It's it real is. fucking dumb. Yeah, I hated it. <laughs> The only thing I appreciated is that the voices in her head start making fun of her for it later on. Yeah, they do! (laughs) Where they're like, you always think you see these things in the world. They're not there. These aren't real, you know. You know that, right? And I know that it's trying... And I know that that game is trying to paint a portrait of, like, actual dementia and shit. Like, I'm not... Like, I'm... Kudos to them for tackling that. That's very cool. But in terms of it, just game-wise, it's not good. It's a bad... (laughs) 
<laughs> not a very good game. But yeah. And then the story it, just didn't really land for me. What? Is this a, like a double-A, triple-A game that did like the oh, bare yeah. minimum of like experimental weird stuff for people to like shower it in no, praise like, because there's of past genuine... oh, I, I kind of agree. It's, it's Ninja Theory. They did... Did they do the DMC remake? Yes. Yeah. yeah. But, they like, did, they, they were trying to actually, like, look at, like, dementia. And, and okay. like, they consulted for this game to kind of get yeah. the portrayal of the character right in terms of, like, what that character goes through in her mind and shit. Like, that, I mm. applaud. I think that's smart. Mm-hmm. Okay. But it just, in terms of the game itself, it's not engaging. It kind of felt like a, an yeah. indie game with triple-A visuals. Yeah, yeah. Because it's just... Well, I don't, I just kind of bounced off it, but I wanted to prove to myself that I could focus on one game and finish it because mm. I'd be were... bouncing. Yeah, I'd... because you betrayed the box and the box be... made you pay. Oh yeah. shit! I forgot about that. Are you, have you been boxing? Hellblade was a box game, but okay. I kind of skipped around, and then I said, "Fuck it, I'm playing Trails now." <laughs> Excellent. Uh, and then I played a little bit of that uh, Legend of Zelda: Breath of the Wild in VR. Oh, yeah. How was that? It looks like fucking dog shit on the Switch, and then I found out you can actually display it on the PlayStation VR super easily. Mm-hmm. Like, you, the PlayStation VR has a breakout box that you just plug in two wires that come from the headset into, and apparently one of those is, like, video in and one of them is video out, so you just put one of those into the Switch... And then it, the switch will just put the image onto the P- VR headset, and it just works. Oh, and it's super wild, right? But you don't get any of the head tracking. But in Zelda, the head tracking yep. is already bad. So, and be, what's even weirder is because you're running the game in docked mode, like it's already getting a visual bump, and then the, just the PSVR also being a much be- higher quality screen for VR mm-hmm. gets it another visual bump. So it actually ends up looking really good. Like, I think it looks better than Skyrim VR, but also it's not trying to hit 60 frames a second like everything on PlayStation VR is. Yeah. And like, a large reason the games need to hit 60 frames per second is to prevent is, motion sickness. Is to prevent motion yep. sickness. So I spent, like, 20 minutes, like, legitimately trying to play this in PlayStation VR. Mm-hmm. And the problem I had is that so in the in the Switch version, when you move your head, it moves the camera and kind of swivels around in a weird way, mm-hmm. which isn't great, but at least it's something. So just playing it in on the PlayStation with no head tracking, like, I am so physically used to looking around in VR games that, like, trying to beat that out of my head and yeah. not do it was, like, physically uncomfortable. Because it's like I would, like, you know, a lot of that game is climbing. Yeah. So I would go up to a mountain and start climbing it. And I up. would just and I would just look up and the view wouldn't change. I'd be like, oh, ooh, fuck. <laughs> so like, so then you point the camera up and you're like, okay, this feels. But like, I was just naturally would continue to keep leaning my head back, <laughs> and like stuff about the like the UI is so far in the corners that you can't really see yeah. it. And then you try to turn your head towards it and look. That so you have work. to really be. So you have to be really looking out the corner of your eye to see anything, and like, so it, it doesn't work that well. No. But also the Switch version of holding the screen up to your face is uh, not a very elegant solution. Is also really bad, and the resolution is hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> 
and I played a little bit of Mario in there too. And with Mario, it does run at sixty, but it's also you know these tiny arenas. Yeah. And I'm just like, yeah, it it's a thing. It's not very fun. Like you're just not getting a quality VR experience like something like Astrobot. Right. Like having played that is just like, yeah, this is what it actually could be. But it's interesting that Nintendo is dabbling their foot into this. Yeah, I, I'm just I, I'm really shocked to see them kind of going this route. Yeah. It makes me wonder if like it's there just, are plans down the line to maybe look that way. Like I just remember when this thing when the Switch came out, people were like, "What if they had you hold it up to your face and put it?" Yeah, in the I VR remember that goggles. kind of being like, like people a funny joked thing. about it, yeah. and they actually went fucking did it. The Labo kind of let them do that. Yeah. Yep. Is oh it literally made out of cardboard? It's literally there's a there's like one plastic piece that holds the the lenses in because those are kind of important. Yep. But yeah, you build the bulk of it out of cardboard and then you slide the, and then you put like kind of cushions on it in the part where you slide the switch in. Mm-hmm. But the majority of it is cardboard and it's real goofy because you you have to slide the switch in but then the analogs on the controllers they stick out too far so you have to take the jo- at least one of the Joy-Cons off before putting it in and then put it back on depending on how you, that particular game controls mm-hmm. so it's just it all feels kind of like a mess Ugh. but i didn't i didn't play a ton of the whole starter set like i didn't even build the blaster gun it comes with wow so i i did the labo thing of like spending an hour actually building it and then playing it for like five minutes five and minutes and then into the trash <laughs> And get it not in the trash, but and then getting motion sick because like I think there was a little dust on the screen when I put it in, oh. which looked real bad in VR. And I'm like, uh-huh. oh Jesus! So that's it for games. I watched a bunch of anime. Oh, you did? Ooh, what did you watch? Okay, more lightning round. I watched Mob Psycho 100 season two. Mm-hmm. Oh shit! It's, re- it's really good. Cool. That show continues to rule. I've seen a lot of people say they like season two more than season one. I wouldn't be one of them, but it's still really good. I probably need to watch the first season. Yeah. That's the I, same guy who did um, One Punch Man, as I understand it, right? Yeah. One Punch, yeah. It's a more mature story than One Punch Man is, I think. Because cool. One Punch Man actually came before. Like, this was kind of a follow-up series. But then this one has an actual ending. Mm. Whereas apparently the original comic of One Punch Man is still going. Mm. <laughs> So I really hope they are able to do a Mob Psycho 100 season three and do a proper ending of the story. Because apparently they're close, but they're not there yet. I'm not sure mm. how much material is left. Because I, I kind of saw conflicting reports, like one person being like, oh, they're already up to chapter 90 of 110. And I'm like, well, that's not a whole lot left. Mm. And then another person being like, oh, there's three arcs left. Like they could easily do a season three. Yeah. But... Huh. Left off in a pretty good place, anyways. Like I think you can watch these two seasons and be good. Mm. So speaking of shows that you hope get second seasons, mm-hmm. this is kind of my main big one. I watched a show called The Promised Neverland. Okay. And how do I talk about the show? Uh, I went in pretty blind. The, the one thing I heard about this show kind of right before watching it was somebody goes... Ah, this will fill the void left by Made in Abyss. Hmm. So John probably knows what that means. This oh, is sh- oh, yes, I do. 
This is a show about kids suffering. <laughs> Yay! Oh, I love that. We love Our suffering on the favorite genre. Excellent. Yeah, I'm a fan of that. So it's about these kids who live in an orphanage. And they have their mom and like 30 kids. And then every once in a while, one of them gets adopted. Yay! And they're never seen from again. Oh, goodness. <laughs> and the trickster <laughs> and... cat comes. <laughs> so... They they waste no time setting up this kind of ominous mm-hmm. setup, and then by the end of the first episode, you know what is actually happening, and it's a lot. Mm. <laughs> so the the premise of the show is basically a couple of the kids realizing we got to get the fuck out of here, oh. and then them trying to figure out how to do that. So it's kind of a and a lot of suffering is going to happen before we can do that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love how giddy John gets when suffering <laughs> is involved. It's I a mean, very that, good premise. It's, it's so wholesome. That's why there's... I couldn't understand you not liking CL. Part of her backstory is like being murdered over and over again <laughs> for a whole month. Yes, yeah, she, she deserves like, it. Aw. She deserves <laughs> it. <laughs> Continue it. Like, there's something about this show that, like, halfway through it, I was just, like, so incredibly bummed out by, like, the shitty situation that these kids are in. (laughs) Where it's just, like, a despair that is, like, so, so rotten to the core. You're just, like, living Danganronpa at that point. Yeah. It's, like, I wonder what the impetus for the show is. Like, is this show a metaphor for something? Because in my head, I'm, like, if this is a metaphor for capitalism, it's working. <laughs> because you get, you get that kind of like, is this show a metaphor for something or is it a funny mirror for things? Like, you know, you go back yeah. to Shinsekai Yori, which is a very much, oh. you know, commenting on things and you get really depressed when you realize the realities of it. Yeah. And like, this sounds very similar to that same vein. Yeah. Like there's that interview. What was the NetherRealm quote this week of like, just throw more bodies yeah, at it? Yeah, just throw more bodies at it. Like, just the way people are abused in capitalism right now is yeah. real depressing. So, yeah. like, this show kind of tapped into that in an even grosser way, obviously. Like, fucking poor people getting sued for planting potatoes because the, the potato is Because happening? the potato is copyrighted! <sighs> Anyways, this show actually just started airing on Cartoon Network with oh. the dub. Oh, weird. But... So I did, but it was already on Crunchyroll in the Japanese version, and I watched this show in a day. Wow! <laughs> I started like Saturday night, probably the t- same time as it, because I think I, like Ashley mentioned it, like oh that comes out today, and I'm like, oh I was going to check that out, so I'll just watch it on Crunchyroll, and then I finished it like Sunday evening. Damn! Cause, yeah, it's been a while since I've done a show like that. It's like the it's the elf it's the new elfin lead of every episode ending with a. Oh, what the fuck? Yeah, it's like the literally you can't stop. You just, it just always ends on a good cliffhanger where you're just like, want to throw your monitor and just, yeah. so you're just, you just, you have click play next episode. What the fuck? It's one of those Gotta shows keep... where you're glad you're watch you're able to watch it in a yeah. binge format and you don't actually have to wait. So speaking of waiting. Yeah. The story does not conclude after 13 episodes. Mm. Yep. Which is my kind of my big problem with modern anime is where they're better about getting second seasons, but then you watch them early and yeah. you have to wait years. 
So, oh, God, the wait for this one's going to be agonizing. Because, mm. like, I'm still rating on ReZero Season 2. What the fuck, guys? Wow, I thought that that had actually happened. It's just announced at this uh. point. But, like, I'm also, like, Attack on Titan Season 3 Part 2 just started airing. Oh, Jesus. Like, everything fucking takes forever. <laughs> Remember when anime was, like, real easy to watch because it was one season and you were done? Yeah. Yep. You know, they a lot of them would have anime original endings that were also often terrible. Okay, yeah, sometimes. And then sometimes but you yeah. had a soul leader, and people would be mad. It was great, and then people would be mad that it was different from the manga. Yeah. Soul leader is weird, though, because that was, like, it just got 50 episodes. Yep. Like, even at that point, I don't need more. Like, there's yeah. already so much there. And mm-hmm. we've watched that one more than once. But, like, yeah, when a show just comes out, Gets you hooked after 13 episodes and then leaves you hanging. Sucks. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so that's, the, that's the worst thing about the show right now, because otherwise it's super good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I watched a couple other shows. One of them was straight up trash, and I was very proud of myself for dropping it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what was it? Uh, called, okay, I wasn't going to talk about it, but it's called Domestic Girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> that's a, a really on-the-nose title. So I knew this show was going to be trash going in, but I wanted to see if it was funny trash or just bad trash. 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 It was bad trash. Oh, no. So the premise of this show is that this guy has a fling with a girl at his high school. And then later, like that same day, his dad is like, hey, I'm getting remarried. Meet your new mom. Meet your new mom and her daughter. She's your new sister. That's the girl he just slept with. Oh, yeah. It's real trash. Good God. So I knew that that was the premise, but then even then, the show still let me down. It's like, yeah, that's still happening in anime. Good to know. I haven't really missed out on much. Yeah. Uh, the other show I'm watching right now is called The Quintessential Quintuplets. Mm-hmm. It's a fairly benign romantic comedy, basically. Mm. Like, I almost dropped this one as well, but then I was just like, I could just watch it at work on my laptop, and then I did that, and it kind of fell back into liking it. You fell into bad... You have Ghost in the Shell standalone complex on your laptop, and you're not watching that. I've owned the DVD set for second gig for about seven years. (laughs) Still have not watched it yet. Oh, Oh, wow! That makes me mad, too. Wow. I get (laughs) to be mad at both. Both both co-hosts. You get to be mad at both of us. There's still a chance I watched Second Gig before him, even though I haven't watched the original yet. <laughs> Don't watch Second Gig before the first one. That would be real no. dumb. No, I'm saying I'll watch the first one and Second Gig before he gets to second. Oh, just oh. like Not I'm going to finish. Just like you're going to finish Trails one. Third before John does. Yeah. Yeah. No, I need to get through all these Type Moon visual novels first. Exactly. He's wasting his precious life. Can't, there's a 2012 one that's also original characters that's not fucking fan translated, and I'm so fucking bummed about it. And then you've got those seven movies, Garden of Sinners, to watch. Yep, I do have those at least. That'll be nice. Somehow those, I feel, are the least problematic Type Moon things. <laughs> like, actually written by Nazu. <laughs> I don't remember any rape in them. <laughs> And then, isn't, the that great? isn't that great? Just a ringing endorsement. Yeah, that's fine. But it's also like, I can't be 100% sure. I know the main character. The main character is a girl named Shiki. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's just that the main and character. And she has Mystic Eyes of Death Perception. Oh. She's, she's just female Shiki. But this actually came first. 
the books see, came first before Tsukihime. See, he's female. He's male Shiki. Yeah. Maybe it's just... God, maybe it's just when he started writing dudes and they were just shitheads. That just opened it up. Yeah. I don't know. No need to derail. Uh, so one last thing. I'm reading a book. You What? I'm reading oh. a book. What? And it's a sequel to a book that came out last year that I also read and didn't the talk about on the fuck? podcast. When did you... When did oh, you just become wait, a... just wait. Okay. The one that came out last year is called Near Autom- Automata. <laughs> <laughs> Long story short. <laughs> I saw so, these, yes. So Near Automata, long story short, I bought it just t- sight unseen. And you know what that fucking book is? What? It's a retelling of the game. <laughs> and it's bad. Bad. <laughs> So I'm reading the second one, which is Near Automata, short story long. Uh-huh. And this one's actually way better because it's original side stories. Oh, good. So there's a whole bunch of, you know, short little one-off stories that all make you feel real good by the end. Because that's what Yoko Taro does, That's what right? Yoko Taro do. And then about half the book, like it's 200 pages and about half of it is an A2 two backstory story uh-huh. that that makes it feel real good by the end. Real good. So if you want a little suffering, oops, there's that word again. Oh, oh. dang it. Competent suffering. Competent suffering. It's That's like the main theme today, I think. Because there are some things that in, in the game were just never fully elaborated upon. Mm-hmm. So, like, when Tubi says it always ends this way, yeah. you never really get a whole lot of context for that. Maybe well, you get, I, little... I, you get the general idea of what she means well, when you know the story. Well, you get yeah. to see a little bit of that story now. Yeah, it's not... It, uh, here's a hint. It's very happy. Very happy. <laughs> so, I haven't finished it yet, but it's an enjoyable little side thing from the game. Whereas the first book was literally just that story, but told worse. <laughs> Just bad. I was so worried that this one was just going to be like the side quests. Oh like god, that quests. would be funny. It would be funny, but I would have been bummed. This this one is like stuff that wasn't just copy pasted from the game yeah, at least. Yeah. So it's near Automata short short story long. Short story the other long. one is long story short. <laughs> it, so the, you want the one with A two on the cover? Cool. Can you read this one without reading the summary one? I would assume so. Yeah, because you've played the game. Cool. If you yeah, haven't played the game, obviously. Like, there's nothing in the book version that isn't in the game. Right. Gotcha. All right, cool. Is this, is this, um, was this a published, legally published? Yeah. Cool. It's on Amazon. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, I saw this was coming out. I didn't know about the first one. I just knew about this one coming out, and I knew that the short stories... Like, some people had done fan translations online and stuff, but I'd never uh, gotten around to reading them or anything, so yeah. cool. this might be worth checking out. It's a neat little thing. If you, I've heard you two were fans of that game. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of big into Nier Automata, yeah. I can't wait to play Nier. I've got it at the ready. It's a good game. I'm excited about that. Good game. Yep. And I've got Dragon Guard 1. I, I had a friend that sent me his Dragon Guard 1 copy, and the way he talked about it was like he was sending me the cursed video from the ring just like i am banishing this from my house it's your problem now 
It's got that same problem all Dragon Guard games have, and it's kind of not really that good. <laughs> the big problem of it not being good. Yeah. Of it being bad instead of good. The first yeah. one? Yeah. Like, the I Dragon mean, Guard games aren't that great. I would yeah. assume the first one probably plays the worst of all of them. I don't know. Dragon Guard 3 is pretty bad. Oh, I thought that was the one that was, like, moderately what? acceptable. No, that's the one that's like, okay, I like these characters and it's fun, but I don't like engaging with this game at all uh, on a game uh, level. Mm-hmm. That's unfortunate, because, yeah, the characters make me want to check it out someday. Yeah, yeah like, it's... Though. Just just watch the story on YouTube or something. Uh, like, it's real I guess good. You're right. Yeah. I'm just going to start with one, y'all. Oh, oh, you, you have fun with that. Yeah. That- to, unfortunately, too, has like next to no Yoko Taro involvement. Yeah, flame. yeah. Oh, really? Is that so the that's Devil May Cry two one. of? Yeah, kinda, <laughs> probably. Yeah. Ah, well. Okay, so that's it for me, Polly. What else? Cool. You got? Um, yo, I I heard a real cool album that released about this <clears> time, <throat> last month, actually. Uh, so, it, so it definitely wasn't the new Dream Theater that we never talked about on here. Uh, the new Dream Theater's pretty good. I mean, they found the art of writing songs. Instead of writing demonstrations of skill, yeah, I feel Ooh. like we just kind of bounced off that and never talked about it. I yeah, like I bought it, I liked it, and I've probably only listened to it three times since I bought it. So. Oh, that's that's less than me, which is scary because I'm like, yeah, it's okay, which <laughs> me- which means I listen to it like ten times at work because I listen to a lot of music. Yeah, yeah. Oh, there was an album I was looking real forward to. Okay, uh, that was coming out. Uh, Back when we were doing the last one. And by the time we'd done the, mm. the, the previous podcast... Hello, phone! Why are you <laughs> ringing? <laughs> Hold on, I've actually got to take this. Okay. <laughs> Go for it. Hello. Hello? Hi, Polly. Hi. I don't know what we were talking about. We had just you're... thrown to you. You were talking... I think you're going to throw to an album. It might be Empath. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, by the time, like, we'd done the previous episode, the album was already out, but I'd only been out a couple days, and this is not the kind of album you digest in two days. Or, yeah. or one or two <laughs> listens. Uh, yeah, I guess we've all actually heard it, so yeah. Yeah, we've all yep. actually heard it, so I think it's I've worth talking album, about. Um, the new Devin Townsend Project, Empath. Cool. What'd y'all think of that? I love it. A lot. Uh, Devin Townsend house uh, yesterday and showed it to him. Of uh, who? I went. To, I visited my brother yesterday and mm-hmm. I was like, "Hey, why don't you want to put this on for a minute?" Mm-hmm. I'm 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 a big fan. Oh, did, did did your brother like it? Yeah, I just put on the I put on Y. Oh yeah, that's a great song. Oh. Probably the best track on the album. <laughs> Unironically. Uh, so yeah, yep. it's a new uh, new solo effort from Canada's Devin Townsend of Strapping Young Lad fame, of the Devin Townsend Project fame, of Devin, Sound- Devin Townsend Band fame. Uh, guy's done a lot of shit. Uh, but Thank this is Devin his latest Townsend. work, and it's kind of like, I guess, would be kind of like his most mature kind of... Um, as a person, as an artist kind of album, uh, touches on a lot of that. It's a very uplifting, positive experience, I think. Um, Agreed. Very technical, but not in a show-off-y, demonstrate way. Cool. Like, just super good songwriting, great song, like, a, just an intense mix of styles. I think, God, uh, yeah. No <laughs> argument there, right? I mean, we've got a show tune, yep. like, right in the middle of the album. Uh, right in the middle of the prog metal. Yep. Well, yeah, every like, prog metal has a show tune. Come on. That is not true. No. In my that's, 
That's a lot of Dream Theater albums and a lot of Deer Hunter albums. I don't All think right, I don't think a Dream Theater album or a Deer Hunter album has a track like Why on it. I will admit I've only listened to this once, so mm. it was just a lot to take in, and I'm like, I'll, I didn't delete it. I still have it, so mm. I'll listen to it again soon. It's really yeah, good. Yeah, I've got man. it. I've just got like, um, yeah, I just listened through that. The Why was the track where I listened to it, and then I was like. Let's put that on one more time. Let's even before d- yeah, the album. I'm not like, that kind of person. Like I am, I am the full album experience kind of person. Yep. And like the first time I heard "Why," which comes after this six minute thirty seconds of screamy death metal, one thirty yep. second note, you know, blast beats going off. Which uh, Chad Kroger of uh, Nickelback is a guest on that track, by the <laughs> way. <laughs> Just a funny little aside. That's fucking funny. Um, uh, man, it's just like, this was like, um, the first time I heard this album, I had a very similar experience to the first time I heard Chelsea Wolf's His Spun, where it was just kind of like completely gobsmacked by the end of it. Mm-hmm. You just kind of sit there for a few minutes and it's just like, holy shit, that album just happened to me. <laughs> it, and it's a lot to take in. Um but it's very rewarding. It's just continued to be very rewarding on subsequent listens. So yeah, that album's great. Devin Townsend's Empath. I cannot recommend that album enough. Extremely you were... co-signed. That's the first thing I've been able to put on loop at work when mm-hmm. I need to, when I just need to get stuff done yeah. besides like some coed and whatnot. So yeah. that that's cool. Yeah, that's just yeah. Probably <laughs> probably uh in there pretty high for album of the year at the end of the year, I'm gonna bet. <laughs> Yep, it had a pretty big impact on me. Um, so uh, yeah, that, that that was pretty good. Um, hmm, what else? What else did I do? Oh, I, I replayed Final Fantasy Thirteen. Oh yes, exciting. <laughs> um, we didn't talk about that last time because I felt we were going a little over time. But I guess we can uh, sort of dig in now. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I just kind of I don't know why I got a weird stick up my ass and was just like, hey, let's replay Final Fantasy thirteen for no reason. And then, and weirdly enough, I guess maybe there was just some kind of discourse around it at that point or something, but it's something made me want to kind of jump into <laughs> and relive that game again. And, you know, I, I kind of hope to actually play through all three uh, games in that series at some point this year, because uh, that... That game still tickles the 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 the, the fan of Xenosaga inside of me. Mm. Ooh, I get you. Yeah, you know, it's very ambitious in what it's trying to do. I think people overstate a lot of things about it. Like uh, they're like, "Oh man, this game's so proper nouny." They keep talking about things I don't understand when there's literally only three proper nouns you need to know, and they're not. Okay, what are they? Okay, you got well, let's Fal- see. you got Falsy. Falsy, they're like they greater than human comprehension. They are responsible for the world of Cocoon. Think of it that way. And then there are okay. bad and there are bad Falsy that are from Pulse, which is the world below. <laughs> and okay, that's it. Okay, then you got Lassie. Lassie are people who are given a focus or a mission by a Falsy. <laughs> okay. No, not I hard. literally know all this just through osmosis. It's like, not that hard to understand. It's not hard. It's literally not. The, it's not as hard as people make. Kingdom Hearts. Nobody's. Continue. 
Okay, so you got you, you got. Let's see, people. You know, like okay, if you're uh-huh. if you're from Cocoon, you're usually tasked with protecting Cocoon, and if you're from Pulse, and you're given a focus from a Pulse, let's see, or from a Pulse Falci, it's usually <laughs> destroy Cocoon. Ah, easy, easy. And then you've got Seath. Seath are people who have failed their focus and turned to crystal, or 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 in some cases have completed their focus and turned to crystal. That's it. That's it. Okay. That's not hard to understand. The rest of it is simply just, yo, we're on the run. Everybody literally wants us dead. Uh, we can't stop. <laughs> and uh, and and uh, this group of people pulled together, who probably ne- uh, necessarily don't like or know each other very well. Now that they're all in the same situation, and an entire world wants them dead, and is putting forth the maximum effort to see that they are dead. Have got to find ways to work around the fucking problems they have with one another if they're going to survive. And it's a, a good really setup. good one of those stories. Cool. Hope is an okay character. He is a fucking teenager who literally watched his mom die and then now the entire world wants him dead. Please excuse him if that fucked him up a little bit. And he may not be right the head for a little while. <laughs> I mean, does that not... Yeah, I mean that makes that, a lot of sense to me. It's just I, 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 and like yeah, okay, yeah, they get stupid with it with the Operation Nora thing. Like they overplay that bullshit a little much, and 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 Snow can be a little much at times too with his, his 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 positivity and like yes, we can do this, we can do that. We're the greatest. We're heroes, and it's just like, but I, I get it. I, I know why he's like that, and the game explains why he's like that and they break that down you mm-hmm. people just kind of you, you, you're doing that thing where you're omitting details where the game is specifically saying and showing you a thing and you're choosing to willingly ignore it to frame your own narrative and like I how the like, Tita's laugh scene is like deliberately uh, silly and obnoxious but people just focus on that yeah yeah like, even though like, in there's context, context makes sense. there's context for the Tita's laugh scene being what it is yeah I mean, and, if you just watch that scene, even though I haven't played that game, I understand what they're doing. Yeah. yeah. Like, it's literally but, laughing because that's all you can do to fucking keep going right now. Yeah. But people on the internet never mischaracterize or no. post things without context. And, and I find that that's just willingly a lot. Obtuse. And, and, like, a lot of the shit that Final Fantasy thirteen gets for its linearity, I don't understand why Final Fantasy X doesn't. Because, like, a lot of that game's areas are very much... Same. The same, and there's no world map. <laughs> yep. Um, and then you get, you know, you play through, like, 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 the one thing that I would give people is, like, yeah, the game does spend a long time with you not having a fully assembled party. Like, you don't get everybody pulled together in that storyline until you are about 60% to 70% through it. So you don't have, like, a full party that you can play around with and finally mix and match that isn't predetermined until a long way into that game. And I understand that criticism. I still felt that. I was like, okay, yeah, like, I I would kind of like to have my full party now. So I get you. Um, Then you get the Grand Pulse, and the game, quote-unquote, opens up. But it's just a bunch (laughs) of missions that I said, I'm going to do a bunch of these. And then I did four of them and said, I don't want to do these anymore. (laughs) <laughs> so then I went still and... didn't do that part. That's funny. Yeah, I think I thought I was really gonna do it, and then I did like seven of them, and it was just like, 
well, I don't think give me chocobos now so I can make this run between areas because it literally will take you like seven to ten minutes to run one <laughs> area to the next to get to the fucking mark you have to kill and then to find the next fucking seat stone. And it's just like, you know, you needed to give me chocobos from the fucking jump, motherfuckers, to make this work. If I was going to sit here and fucking do this, you needed to fucking give me a chocobo from the get-go. Also, the weapon system in that game is stupid and completely convoluted in a way that no weapon system should ever be convoluted. Gotcha. So, so I will explain it to you. Dude, go for it. <laughs> so every piece of equipment in that game can be upgraded from the terminal. They, when, you, when you go to a save point, you go and you just upgrade your weapons. You have organic components that you can use to upgrade, and you have mechanical components you can use to upgrade. Makes sense so far. Right, right. Every weapon starts at level one, and can go up a number of levels determined by the the piece of gear it is. They're not all the same. They're, like, some can be leveled up to level five, some can be leveled up to 70. You don't know, and the game doesn't surface this information. Okay. That That's part one of the, oh no, that's bad. Because you don't know how much if you're sinking yeah, resources you don't know into this, you don't know if it's gonna you don't know if it's gonna scale up to the whole game or not. Yeah, and the game doesn't tell you if you're just dumping too much experience into a weapon. It'll just let you do it. Mm-hmm. So to upgrade a weapon, to start giving a weapon experience, you have to use um, organic components to build up a multiplier. It, wait, wait, wait. Mm, mm, mm. In order to... Could you repeat that sentence? Okay. <laughs> I any, I, any item you put on, uh, you use to put experience onto a weapon will give it experience. But the way to do this frugally, to, to, to best spend your resources, is to start with organic components to build a multiplier up to three so that you get a times three bonus for everything you put into the weapon afterward. Okay, so if you start with certain components, you can make leveling up faster with your other components. Yes. Easy. So totally you go, get it. Get it. So mechanical components give the most experience. They're where you're going to get the bulk of your level ups for your weapons. So you have to give it to them in bulk because once you use mechanical uh, weapons to upgrade, you lose the multiplier. Oh. So. There's some some push-pull there. You really have to fucking know, and the game does not surface the information, (laughs) what the max level of your equipment is, how much experience you need to dump into this thing, how much money you need to spend on parts... And, like, the game doesn't surface that information at all. And it's just, like, it's great that all of the weapons and equipment are so varied because you can really get a lot of interesting and customized builds out of characters just based on the weapon you choose to upgrade. But there's not enough resources that you won't have to stop and grind if you actually want to try and, like, experiment. Mm. You have to kind of decide early on... What set of bonuses do I like and how do I want to build this character? Because now I'm going to focus on this weapon. Mm-hmm. So, like, every weapon in the game is very unique. Like, they have varying and unique sets of abilities that you get, you know, for using them. But you kind of, like, there, there's not a, like, a lot of leeway in you testing those waters a bit to see, like, okay, do I like this or not? Or, 
you know, how's this going to feel when it levels up? What kind of bonuses does it get when it levels up? You kind of just have to shot in the dark everything and then just reload if you get it wrong. That's what I was about to say. Like, this sounds like you say before it, yep. and then you just do it, and then you restart the or game. Or you go to a wiki, and you pull up a yep. spell sheet, and you say, all right, I know how much experience I need to give this dumb bangle to give me haste at the start of every fight. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that, that sounds... Admittedly, that like the main thing. that's a very bad system, and they did away with it in two. So they got rid of all of that bullshit in 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 uh, thirteen two. It's, it wasn't it, in three either. No, so. no, it's they've simplified everything <laughs> moving forward after that. But mm-hmm. I still enjoy Final Fantasy thirteen. I Is the fighting fun. The fighting was still good. I still don't think that that game is as mash auto battle as people make it out to be because there were a few times I tried to do that and got my fucking shit kicked in. <laughs> You've just got to be really fast at entering commands. Mm-hmm. You've got to know the class that you are and you've got to know where and like there's a the the uh, some people don't know you can like actually just hold right on the command list and it'll repeat your uh last set of actions. So if you need to like keep repeating the chain of things that you just entered, you can just like hold right and it'll like highlight an option that says repeat and you'll your character will just do the the, the set of actions that you had recently performed. Um and the way and like having to switch your paradigms and shit, like I still I was still totally into the idea of every character being multiple classes and then you having like this deck of mixtures of those classes to switch through during the course of a battle because some fights are literally going to you're going to need to use all of those fucking uh slots because you're going to need healers you're going to need buffers you're going to need debuffers you're going to need dps you're going to need to raise the chain gauge like you're you're bouncing around in that like system a lot and and to hear people say that all you have to do is sit there and press auto battle like, I don't know how you beat that game without engaging in the deeper mechanics or selecting better options. Like, like auto battle can make good decisions. It doesn't make stupid decisions. And especially if you've used a Libroscope on an enemy and you know it's shit, the, the game will pick the best things. But there are nuances that you can engage with uh, to get better chain bonuses that that auto battle doesn't account for. That mm-hmm. you can enter commands in a specific way that will get you a better bonus in the end for having performed the actions and the way you did it. So, like, cool. I, 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 and sometimes that's just super imperative because there are some bosses that will literally just eat your entire asshole <laughs> if you don't fucking, like, engage with that system properly. I can uh, vibe with that. I think the um I think the thing I bounced off hearing it was that you heal up after every fight. Like mm-hmm. that's a little sad. Well, I think um, that just due to the nature of all of the fights, yeah. like even normal fights are pretty difficult in that game and it's pretty easy mm-hmm. to just fucking get completely wiped on uh normal enemy encounters if you're not careful. Cool. Yeah, that, that but then I played like Chain of Memories recently and like there's no resource management in that game basically, mm-hmm. but the fights themselves are these really involved cool systems and I had a great time playing that game even if a lot of the fights wound up getting a little repetitive, like I just enjoyed messing with that system. Yeah. So well, that and, that and, that's part of what opened my heart to this. And 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 with Final Fantasy 13 healing you after every fight, like I kind of like already had that kind of experience because I played the original Labyrinth of Toho before this, and that game does mm. the same thing. And it's very focused on 
just very hard fights that okay you came out you won good job we're gonna heal you up because like the, because you're still dealing with resource management because you still gotta fucking use potions and shit in battle mm-hmm. like the game's going to kick your shit in like enemies don't like like a lot of the enemies in Final Fantasy 13 don't just fucking play around they're not passive <laughs> uh-huh. I, I appreciate that I can definitely vibe with that you told when I put when I bought this you commented on my steam thing like what this isn't a John game. Yeah, that was do you weird. Do have any elaboration there? <laughs> Pardon? Like, do you have any elaboration there? Like, why this strikes you as not a John game? Because you dropped it once already. Oh! I was like, what yeah, the fuck are like, you doing? Like, first like, of all, this is a game by a AAA developer, John Thire. What are you doing? <laughs> but second of all, I know that you had this on PS3, and I know you dropped it ages ago. Yeah, that's. but I was also... That was 2010, and I was just, you know, devouring Pat's stuff, whole, whole sale... And I wasn't really thinking for myself. Mm-hmm. Like, now I, I feel like I would have a completely different experience jumping in now. I still feel like 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 I'm the only person that really, really liked that game back in the day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I was the only one going to bat for it. I was just like, I like it. It's good. <laughs> and I, like, read Pat's article, and I'm just like, all right, I'll put this on my website. <laughs> so, I, I, I feel much more open-hearted to it now, and I... I think I was having a fine time. I just kind of realized, like, oh, this isn't... It's cool to not like this, so I'm gonna join in on that. Mm. Like, <laughs> I think yeah. it was as simple as that. It's like, I, I don't think that this... That, that like, like, it... I don't think that it's as strong to be to me as the Xenosaga series is, because mm-hmm. I, I connect a lot more with that world and those characters, but I still really like the characters and the setting... And and what Final Fantasy thirteen is doing overall. Like I yeah. just I it clicks for me. And that's all I can really say. It's like, hey, I like my pops. I don't know. I think if I play it and I just I like the characters and their journey and I like the fighting, then mm-hmm. I'll have a great time. Like I think that's basically it. It's like for and me, I- like a lot of people are just like 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 I see people complain about various specific things about certain characters in that game and every time it's just like well i mean the game gives you context for the reason lightning's pissed off or why hope is like really fucked up and not acting like a rational person right now is you know it's just like yeah it's like yeah i get you know and there's like hey i get being pissed off at snow because he's overly positive and he's kind of a dummy but there is a reason for it i understand not liking vanille for certain reasons but it's just like i think that game does a good job of explaining itself and those characters and their situation it may not be like the most deep kind of like trails in the sky kind of motivations you're gonna have and it definitely drops the ball here and there in terms of some plot holes it's just like but i still think that it's totally fine as an rpg i still had a good time i'm not sure like uh, i mean you want to make the argument this isn't final fantasy but like what is final fantasy yeah that's, that doesn't hold hold at all because like if, if that's not final fantasy like is final is fantasy 15 is final fantasy 15 final fantasy <laughs> because that certainly didn't feel final fantasy to me like that's another thing is that i did play and enjoy all of 15 and like i'm pretty sure this is gonna this is this is probably better because <laughs> that game's pretty fucked up 
Yeah, the fact the fact that I enjoyed FF15, where the fighting is bad and the story is like hacked apart. Yeah, it's like all right, I I guess my heart is open to this now. Interesting. Yeah, it'll it'll be interesting if you decide to revisit yeah. that. Um, and, and because I played a bunch of Lightning Returns and loved it, I, yeah. I want. But I re- kind of realized I want to go into it with the context. That context of the games. like e- even if it's stupid, and I yeah. fully acknowledge that. Like that's the thing is too. Like I fully acknowledge that Final Fantasy Thirteen story is stupid. Like mm-hmm. I fully acknowledge that it's not great material. It's very anime. It's blown out and ridiculous in all the ways that I just happen to enjoy. Yeah, are you saying anime is stupid? Anime is very stupid. I had a friend. I had a. I had a friend who said something about a game, and he was like, "Well, you know, John, not everything is going to be as smart and well crafted as Trails in the Sky." I was like, "Yep." <laughs> <laughs> That's just like my guiding life is just like well, it's not Trails in the Sky, but you know what is? It's okay. Yeah, I don't expect everything to be that. <laughs> <laughs> so I think we get to uh, end this episode on a good note. Yeah, that's good. Nobody else have anything they want to discuss? Are we done no, here? Chew through all the, all three of those golden items there. Yeah. <laughs> All right, man. So, so, Polly, what you playing next? What am I playing next? I yeah. Don't, I don't know. You gotta figure it out. I do. You do. Because well, I, oh, I got yeah. a lot of time. Yep. I got a lot of time and not a whole lot of other things to be doing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I'll figure it out. Don't worry. There'll be, an, uh, there'll be an episode in two weeks. We'll figure out what I've done with my time Excellent. then. Oh, my God. Alright, so thanks again everybody for coming out or downloading and listening. We always appreciate it. John Thire, let the fine folks at home know where to find you. Farawaytimes.itch.io Rhett. Is my website even still up? I don't even know at this point. <laughs> Probably, but still not updated. Inconsequentialexistence.com And you can find my dumb website where you got this dumb podcast. How do you find this dumb podcast if you don't know where my site's at? That'd be weird. (laughs) That'd be weird. So yeah, tune in next time. Remember, we are the podcast that loves you. We are the only ones that love you.